how's my favorite parody? Oh, he is uh, slowly trying to remove the cement from his eyes and form sentences and talk about caffeinated beverages. How are you this morning? Uh, yeah, tired. Not as tired as I normally am on a Saturday because I've had a little bit longer sleep. That's good. I feel How's like this morning I've only period? just got up. Who, me? How's my what? What'd you just say? I said, how was your second favorite parody doing? I thought he said it sounds like Respawn just got up. I'm like, no, it doesn't. No, no. He, no, he, he said he sounds, he sounds, he feels like you with just getting up. Ah! I don't get it. He, he's embracing his inner Respawn. Playing his hunter, uh, murdering things. Are you playing your hunter? Are you really playing your hunter? I've played hunter. Yeah, I've played hunter. I've played all three classes. Are you playing currently? You're the only one who ever plays a warlock because no one, there are no warlocks. I mean, like, I see them in the world. Like, I know they exist, but hey, I don't, don't know don't, any. Don't you diss my warlock. She's yeah, amazing. Warlocks are pretty dope. She solo flawless the Alpha Hunter mission this week. There you go. It took her many attempts. There was a lot of floofing and falling and dying. Mm-hmm, but we got mm-hmm. it done. I feel, I feel like this week I'm... Ibontis, I could recite you that mission inside and out, back to front, <laughs> and tell you all the ins and outs of where to stand, where not to stand. In fact, I've written down a four-page essay <laughs> on how to get through the mission, because I thought this week, rather than me going, look at this video, follow this video, I can give you an in-depth, step-by-step guide of how to get through that mission without dying and just decimating everything. So don't forget to smash that like button. Indeed. Yeah, he'll send you a personalized account <laughs> on what to do and not to do. Signed at the bottom by the one and only Night Demon. I don't know why I was about to call you Parodi. I don't know, but but I think I think this is the moment where Night Demon and Houndish slowly start to merge as one. Shh. Houndish oh, doesn't do he, guides. Is he actually realizing that he has no personality? Yet. Not Houndish yet. doesn't do guides. I will laugh so hard at how she put down a guide this week. And it was like, hey guys, I haven't done guides before, but I thought I'd give it a try this week. Anyway. Hey. No, it's going to happen. What's how this just type phone number? Hold on. Let me give him a ring. Uh, <laughs> we've known all along. <laughs> Welcome to Two Times and a Hunter, a Destiny 2 podcast. A show where we discuss tips, tricks and tools to help all Guardians succeed and enjoy playing more. What makes us different? Well, we're not streamers or YouTubers, we just have a passion for Destiny and are dedicated to keeping Guardians informed and up to date with all the latest Destiny 2 news, information and opinions. We encourage your questions and feedback and you can contact us either by email, twotitansandahunter at hotmail.com or on Twitter at twotitans underscore hunter. Now, on with the show. So, should we kick this show off? Let, let's get going early. Right. Rather than ramble for 30 minutes, let's just no. go straight into it. Rambling! I'm, I, look, you've been here at least half an hour beforehand talking to me while I was on mute, while I was running around the house getting stuff. So, I thought at least we've I got response. I to you, sir. I, I did. I heard, I heard that as I walked away from the laptop. <laughs> I thought that would keep him entertained. I think I'm sitting there just with on mute. Yeah, I did too, actually. 
he's right. <laughs> I thought he was like doing settings or posting stuff. Yeah, I wasn't anywhere near it. Yeah, well. So I've got that to look forward to on the recording. So welcome right. to the show. I am. No, it, you weren't recording at the time. That's the no, thing. wasn't I? No, nope. well, never mind. I'm not at a loss there. That's why I was singing because there was no proof. <laughs> <laughs> Just Luna over there with the microphone in the other room. Nope, the boom I'm arm. in Louisiana currently, bro. Oh, right, right. Okay. Well, then just whoever's, whoever's in the hotel room next to you could be like, who am I Who am I here with? Oh, my God. Speaking of Louisiana, my <laughs> Oh, my God. No, stop. Boy. Stop. <laughs> on my left so is Parody. So right now. And on my right <laughs> is Respawn. What up? Respawn. Respawn. I was about to say on the far right because he's far away from you, but not like that. Not like that. Yeah. So right, anyway. let's just carry on. Really so I got what you're saying. Welcome to the show. Hi. Um, welcome back. Yeah. Yeah. So next week in Destiny, we have some That's interesting thing. things happening. We do. Somebody's got a screenshot. I saw it. Yeah. yeah. And then somebody had two more screenshots because there was a whole parade of things. Now, to be fair, when one of us opened up our Xbox and, you know, turned on Destiny for the first time in a solid week... These things may have come up earlier in the week, but some of us only saw them early yesterday morning, so include them as well. Indeed, sir. Indeed. I thought you were going to talk for longer, so I took a bite of something. No worries. Well, I, can, what? I can keep talking. I cause... ordered my food as no. soon as you said 45 <laughs> minutes. As the second he said 45 minutes, I ordered my food. My food is still 10 minutes out. Well, your food will be here about the same time we get next week in Destiny. Hi! Your food will not give you two times rewards all week in the Nightfall Ordeal, though, with two times yeah. Platinum rewards starting on Friday. Maybe Shax will bring bring Showdown to the Crucible and your food to your doorstep. Maybe Hashladoon and the Scarlet Keep Nightfall will be in the Ordeal Stripe. In the Ordeal Strike. Maybe Hashladoon won't. Maybe Hashladoon's eating hash browns. But more importantly, there are only two weeks left in this season. So that, for some that's reason, really crept up on us, hasn't it? Yeah. So yeah, if there's things you're you're looking to to do, and if maybe you've been slacking and realize the season's about to end, and you haven't done, I don't know, a number Anything? of the things in the last weeks, <laughs> you should maybe get on that. Yeah. But one thing you should definitely get on is, and I'm, I appreciate Bungie putting this again in the game. Turn in Crucible tokens. When season thirteen begins on February 9th, Crucible tokens will update to be useless. So, uh, so they're from your inventory, aren't they? I mm-hmm. thought, yeah. Players should turn crucible tokens to Lord Shacks to receive rewards and breakfast, or their tokens will become deprecated. So yeah, they they literally become meaningless at the beginning of the next season. So don't hoard them. Don't think maybe if I keep ten thousand of these, I can turn them in for something cool. No. Now I know Night Demon's going to keep a couple of them just in case, because he thinks maybe just in case something good will happen. But for the rest of us. Don't bother. It's not going to. Funny enough, I've got tokens of the nine which were deprecated on the silent. Weren't actually told us that they've been deprecated, but I've still got them and they're in my vault and I hold on to them very dearly. Because that, that shows that I actually participated in activity. Mm-hmm. You, you did a thing. You you, you have that. Well, t- I'm sure you, I have an emblem that, to say I've That's what it is. If, if, okay, Budgie, hear me out. We need to make a page of ticket stubs where you can take an old. Crucible token and old trial of the nine token, and you can like put that on a page somewhere where you can see it, 
that would help people like Night Demon for him to keep these in his vault. If he could go back <laughs> and open open the scrapbook, look at his ticket page, and be like, "Oh, remember the good times." You could even like you know you know put a date on it from like the date when this activity happened. Yeah, yeah. Or like, like, you know, like toothbrush and like, the fire tokens, or yeah, like like actually date them and be like, you know, hey, on this day, blah blah blah. You know, make up a little backstory. You know, Night Demon and his fire team went down with a fire team of nine, and they came back with this tiny toothbrush. See, if you would just give him a way to remember these things, he wouldn't have to keep them all in his vault because he's going to forever. But you well, know what? He won't have until they remove vault? them. Until they remove them forcefully, like they have done many a times with many yeah. a things like the ramen tokens. They were smart. They would put something in the Eververse store, right? That would give you a page in your vault that is very specifically and mm-hmm. only for those things: the toothbrush, yeah. the box yeah. of rain, display the items only. Yeah. That's it. A page dedicated to only that. That's the only thing you can put in there. And there is a slot for everything that you could possibly have that has been depreciated or a ticket or something useless, right? Perfect. Bungie makes money by people buying it from the store like Night Demon, right? And Night Demon gets to keep all of his memories. Everybody's happy. Yeah. It's a win-win. You know who's not going to be happy, though? Who's not going to be happy? Anybody trying to keep their, uh, their memory fragments. Because your unused memory fragment currency, the ones used to purchase your stasis fragments, will also be removed from your inventory on February Thank 9th. God! When no, that's a good begins. thing, dude. Oh my so God. So players who own all six fragments don't need to complete additional fragment quests. You can ignore them. They will be taken from you forcefully at the beginning of the new season. Thank you. Just been chilling there the whole time, taking up space. So, also, as a reminder, if we're two weeks up to the, the new season... Don't forget anybody that's been holding on to their previous season's pass. Now, you can access this via the Bungie website or the Bungie app. You can go on to what you... You can have a look, I think, on the Bungie app to see what you've got available on your pass that's left. But if you click on the top of it, it will give you access to the previous season's pass if you've still got items left on there. I think I've got about four or five exotics, the exotic engrams that I can still collect. And I was literally holding on to those because I thought, oh, if the new exotics come into the game, I can then just click on those and they'll just, I can just get them. But obviously not because they put them in the lost sectors. So I've got about four or five of those to still collect. So don't forget to go back and have a look at the the previous season's pass. I know you can click on it and then it will just send it to your postmaster of whichever character you've got highlighted at the top of the screen and on Bungie.net. And another reminder to Bounty Horde, if you want to get ahead next on next season's pass and get some XP and some get ahead on your artifact, our new artifact of whatever it could be next season. And maybe it's the other tooth. There's of, no new raid next season, right? No, maybe clear. it's the other tooth of Hashladoon or Savathun. Maybe it's a toenail. <laughs> toenail skin shading. I love the awkward silence and parody, and I are just letting you drown in it. <laughs> Sorry, continue. No, that's it. I finished. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh goodness gracious! You are a peach, my friend. So, so what did happen this week at Bungie? Yeah. Read the thing that you took the screenshot of. No, that's that's next week. Well, 
that's, that's next, next week. week. We're, 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 we're on to this week of Bungie for the oh, first okay. of January. This we're week, you got a hot moon week, random roll. You got a hot moon catalyst. Supposedly, the hunters got nerfed, which I do have. Hmm, it's not a rant. It's a very strong opinion about that later when the have you did you watch the video that 19 i did and that's why i'm angry right oh uh, you know get it out the way so, so, so all right before, before before you rant what was the video about and what what are we angry about? i mean we knew they said they were going to make the changes to the fisher and the shatter dive huh? yeah did respawn missed happen? it last week we managed to cut him out because we he got the times wrong Okay. We, uh, yeah, we we did nothing of the sort. We recorded and he did not show up on time because time zones are hard. No, no, that's totally my fault. I totally so, yeah. yeah, yeah. So he didn't have a chance to rant last week about yeah, it. No, no. There, there are many times where we will cut respawn out, but this is not one of them. He cut himself out. Just to be clear. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Hold on a second. Let's back this train up. You, about you pre-cut yourself out by not being here. Uh-huh. That's all. Because time zones are hard. Time zones are hard, dude. Uh, and, and when, we, when we start doing updates, I'll have to say you know, Eastern, UTC, Australia, and then respawn, respawn standard time, wherever you happen to be. <laughs> My boss gets so mad at me for that. He's like, what time What time did you clock out the other day? I was like, uh, I think it was 7 o'clock. And then you put 7 o'clock, and he goes, wait a second. Was it Eastern time or Central time? I was like, I gave you Pacific time. He goes, damn it, I need Eastern time where you actually live. I'm like, My bad. <laughs> So for a bit of context on this, Fallout Plays put out a video, I think it was must have been Friday or Saturday, regarding the stasis um, nerf to the Hunters, the Shatter Dive. And he'd gone into PvP and he'd done some testing with his friends of what's, what the actual damage numbers are. And he was a bit concerned because you were still able to throw a grenade down and Shatter Dive and kill a roaming super, literally every super except for one super. And I'm sure Respawn will probably get onto that because it really, Uh it made me laugh that it was the only one super and the only one class that it couldn't kill. So he's gone and done testing. And in his testing, the numbers don't add up to what Bungie put in Barb. But I'll let Respawn explain with his Respawn's rant. So, like he was talking about, right? It, it didn't look like it actually took hold with a lot of characters because you were still doing the one-shot KOs on not only just normal people like running around doing stuff, but like he said, ev- even every single super, including the Hunter one, except for the one time the Hunter uh, Void Middle Tree survived with like a sliver of health, right? And the, the Titan, apparently, in his super can survive very well. By the way, because um, it takes like four damage off of his health bar at point blank range. Okay, so here's the thing, right? I think it's about sixteen, but we're not. <laughs> so, so here's the thing, right? The problem is this, right? If Bungie would have just nerfed the range, right? Because it showed what the numbers are, and the Titan supposedly showed what the numbers should be. Okay, and if that's what the numbers should be for everyone right, regardless if you're in a super or not, that is ludicrous, okay? And the reason I say it's ludicrous is because for all five of the ice breaking, it did, I think, between three and six damage each one, right? So it did, yeah, about 14, 16 total damage, point-blank range, 
I shatter dive, right? A, a non-empowered melee does three times that much damage, right? And the reason this tilts me, if those are the numbers that they're supposed to be and Bungie just scuffed it, that's that's horrible. That is way too much of a nerf because you have to use your grenade plus you have to jump in the air and then use your you know air move to land on the ground right that is a combination move and it does less damage than just a regular non-empowered melee that's insane one shot from an auto rifle does more damage than that whole combo it should not be that nerfed, right? If you wanted to nerf the range because people were complaining about it, you could have sold me on it. I would have understood. Okay, maybe the range is a bit of a problem, right? Make us work a little harder for it. Make us land the nade right on you and then shatter it. Okay, fine. We still have the damage. But if that's the damage that it's supposed to look like, that's insane. They didn't just nerf it. They have removed it from PvP entirely because there is literally no point to use it. So what are you actually arguing about? Because what, what I'm arguing in his video, it shows that you can still shatter dive and still do the same amount of damage yes, and kill a, a roaming super. Are you happy with that? Got, yeah, I'm happy with that because it wasn't implemented properly. And you're what not I'm happy with them about, not damaging the Titans enough. What I'm no, no, it's not even the Titans, right? The if the Titan damage is what the overall damage is supposed to look like, that's that's what I'm upset about. That's what's ridiculous because because it doesn't do any damage to anybody. Period. You know what the hell is the point of that 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 combo move where you have to do three separate things to get a kill, and it does less damage than one shot from an auto rifle. That's not a nerf. That's removing it from the game entirely, man. The Titan and Super, like, I don't know if any, if Bungie has actually ever said, like, what the damage resistance is on that Titan, but I know just from watching other people's videos, like, the 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 Behemoth Titan in the Super has, like, a ridiculous resistance to damage. Yeah, but no, I get that. Yeah, I don't know we're, what we're not talking about the Supers. Yeah, way, way above and beyond. Uh, just to, just regular, according to what just you sitting there. According to what he said, when he flashed, if you watch it, he flashes the numbers up on the screen, right? Mm -hmm. This is what Bungie said they were. This is what Bungie said they're supposed to be, right? The ones that say they're supposed to be, it doesn't say anything about people in their Supers that said this is what the Shattered Dive damage is supposed to be flat out, period, right? Well, 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 Bungie did break it down for against supers and against not. They did break it down on, on, on those two different levels. Okay. Well, he didn't put that in the video, so I missed that part. But from what I saw in the video, if that's the damage it's supposed to be doing all the time, there's literally no point in it, man. Me, I was going to say you as a Titan, but actually anybody, a Titan, a Warlock, a Hunter, can run up on somebody and non-empowered melee them. And do more damage. Shoot them with one auto rifle bullet. Do more damage. Couple of machine gun rounds. Uh, not machine guns. Some machine gun rounds. Do more damage. Right? They didn't just nerf it. They've. That, I can't even think of a proper word for that. That is. That is a, into oblivion, dude. Well, that is way, way too much. Way too they much. Took, they took the whisper of Fisher basically out of the game for all three classes. Yeah. And and, and that and that's that's what. And that's what he shows in the video, and that's I know what Night Team and I struggled with last night or last week, because like they said, like they wrote this as reduced min max damage versus non super players from forty two to you know forty two dash twenty two to thirty dash four. 
So mm-hmm. just trying to parse that whole and, I, and and he does like he shows those lines in the in the video and just trying to parse what they're trying to say. Like we went back and forth going, okay, is this the min and the max damage on super not like you know, having this as like four or five lines of text punch would have been much easier to read. Yeah. I appreciate that the, you trying to make these clear, and I'm sure to you all they were, but to the rest of us, no. Because like, you know, you know, does does my low end go from four to twenty-two and my high end go from thirty to forty-two against non-super people? Or how does that, you know, where does the number work out to? Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean the, the shadow dive got you know, at least as far as what Bungie said got hit, but the whispers of fissures just got completely destroyed in terms of their usefulness. And I, I think that that was just way too much. I mean, I understand the range, right? You could have sold me on the range. You could have maybe sold me on reducing the damage a little bit. But for for it hitting a Titan point-blank range with that whole combo, and it did like 12 to 14 damage, that's, that is beyond a nerf, man. I can't even use the word nerf in well, that situation. Well, I, I just want to add a little bit of cheer to your rant. Not to say that I baited you into a rant. I didn't realize you were going to have a rant about it. I posted you the video because I thought you'd think it was funny that they didn't get nerfed. So Yeah, but that's coming. Though. No, that's no. down the pipeline. No, it's not. I'm upset. Because I'd like to give what? you an update from Fallout. So... Quick update to today's video, everyone's favorite topic, Shatterdive. Get ready. It looks like the nerf is working as intended, numerically. Even with the adjusted damage numbers, Shatterdive plus Glacier Nades can flat out one hit murder all but two of the tankiest roaming supers. I'll go ahead and pen a strongly worded letter to Bungie saying that maybe I think they should be tuned a wee bit more. Just one man's opinion. Anyway, enjoy your weekend and watch out for the ice. So Bungie have obviously got back in touch with him and let him know. He posted this on, I think it was a YouTube comment. Um, Again, I woke up this morning to it and I was like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I, I, I'm props for seeing those because I honestly forget that YouTube has a little like text update area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So 13 hours ago, as we record this, so yeah, sometime, sometime late Saturday evening, early you know, early Sunday morning. So I think he shares your thing with it should do more damage numbers than what it is doing to the Titan Super. Yeah, but every other roaming super, if you put a glacial nade down and slam. It's like I said last week, I think uh, when you did arrive, I said if you throw a grenade down and you do the shatter dive, it still should one hit kill, which it does. Fallout's done the numbers. You're happy. Bungie's happy. We're all happy apart from that one Titan Super. And even I can admit, as a Titan, (laughs) that is a bit unfair. One Titan Super, you guys really need something, right? (laughs) Because that Titan Super, I think, is probably the worst new Super in the game. I, I know. I'm defending a Titan. I'm sorry, but your your super is really crap. I'm sorry. I've tried it. I've tried to work with it. I used it in PvP and PvE to get a good opinion on it, and it's just it is the worst, man. I am so sorry for you guys. I thought it was gonna be really overpowered when I was like, oh, the ice is gonna chase you, and then you can shatter it and do this and that and the other. That doesn't matter, dude. It's just they they Bungie did not love you in this particular instance. The secret to that super is the Titan actually takes like six shots before casting the super. So you just kind of go wee and jump around the map drunkenly. 
and just kind of hope for the best. You'd have to, yeah. Although I, I do appreciate the first comment on uh, on Fallout's update is from Chief Cheeseloaf. I'm eating cheese at 3 a.m. in the middle of the Atlantic on a small boat lost at sea. I'm safe. Uh, I'm safe from Shatter Dive here. I'm good. <laughs> so you want to be safe from Shatter Dive <laughs> for, for now? Yeah, for now. <laughs> no, but I mean, like I said, if, if those were the true numbers, I don't mind that. You know, uh, just you know, I I understood that people were complaining that it hits for too far out. Okay, like I said, but. You know, when I saw those numbers and I was led to believe that that's what they were supposed to look like for every character, oh, I lost my sanity. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. That is not kosher. But I have been corrected by the omnipotent one known as the Night Demon. And I digress. So shall we get back on track with this week at Bungie for the 21st of January? Yeah, we're good. I got chocolate milk now. Yay. Okay. Uh, so yeah, like Respawn said, there's there's a Hawkmoon Catalyst and a Harbinger activity. Um, you can go play it and try to solo it with a Warlock, and then it sends you to orbit right at the end because it doesn't love your life choices. Um, I would have a take on it, but I don't because Bungie. I, I saw the email from Bungie saying, "Hey, here's a new activity for the Hawkmoon." I'm going, no, I, I have the Hawkmoon. I, I don't care about randomly rolling it. If you care about randomly rolling it and getting its Catalyst. You should do this activity over and over and over again. And then you'll have 16 Hawk Moons, and then you can put them on a wall. And, you know, next to your, next your tiny toothbrush and your box of raisins and your little piece of celery, and put them all up on the wall with all the rest of your exotic hand cannons. Very good. Uh, you know, as we're two weeks out, sticking, we have something sticking around. Something's relieving us. As always, when we get to the end of a season, you know, some things are going to be here, some things aren't. So as we get to the end of this season of the hunt, which we'll have... <clears throat> God, I have a frog in my throat today. Ribbit. As we get to the end of season of the hunt, these things will be sticking around until the end of year four. So the story missions will be able to be played from a node in the director. The Wrathborn hunts are sticking around. If you haven't finished your adored quest, don't worry. That will continue to be available. Crow's vendor screen on the Tangled Shore will be available. The Hawkmoon Exotic Quest and Master Activity, the Harbinger thing, will be available. Seasonal Seal and Warden title are still going to be available. However, the Seasonal Seal must be earned by the deadline on the Bungie reward page due to an issue blocking the Triumph. We will be adjusting this deadline. So stay tuned for whatever the new date is for that. Now things no longer available at the end of the season in two weeks. So in two weeks, if you haven't you know, if you haven't finished these, do these in the next two weeks. Crow's bounties are going away. So his vendor screen stays, but his bounties go away. I assume so you can talk to him and gaze longingly into his eyes like you can with Ikora these days. Messages from the field are going away. I, I honestly don't know what this is. Um, I don't either. I don't either. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 so yeah, messages from the field um, going away. So if you don't know what they are, not a big loss. And your seasonal artifact and seasonal pass, at the end of the season, those go away because that's how they work. And let's do some real-time follow-up. Messages in the field. I love it when we do this. 
This is understandable, as it was possible to go through the entire season of the hunt and not actually realize they were in the game. I have no idea what that is either. I think it's funny how none of us do. By the way, guys, if you're just tuning in, this is where to get all of your Destiny news, tips, tricks, and guides. Yeah. <laughs> all we, things Destiny related. We yeah. frantically Google it so you don't have to. Yeah, frantically is the key word there. <laughs> Yeah, so apparently, uh, when you spawn the main tower, you can go to the walkway between the Cryptarch and the Banshee and, you know, take the red industrial elevator down two levels mm -hmm. and uh, go into Zavala's office there at the bottom. There's apparently a big screen in the back. You can interact with that screen and listen to all the messages that have ever been sent so far this season. You may learn some interesting facts about Destiny and the characters within it. Oh, um, oh I never knew that that was a daily thing. <laughs> Once I got what I needed um, from the board, I never went back. I, I think I went down exactly one time into that room this season. So, yeah, um, <laughs> good to know. So, go visit Zavala's office, talk to the big board, get your get your updates from it. Um, yeah, okay, very good. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, there's, there's so many pieces and parts in this game that, again, you can play for hours and still never have reason to interact with because it's mm -hmm. hidden in a room you have no reason to visit. That's right. So, but Bungie goes on just to say a little bit more. Now that we know what the email field are, uh, they're shifting to keep more of this content around after the season. And so it's created a little bit of weirdness for Season of the Hunt, which was initially designed to sort of, you know, when the hunt ended, everything else went away with it. You know, normally we have that huge laundry list of things. These are all going away. You can't have them anymore. So they say, you know, this is why Crow is still hanging around the Spider's Lair after he is being unserious, unserious, unceremoniously. Kicked out earlier in the season. There we go. Teamwork <laughs> makes the dream work. You may see other anomalies involving Crow in season 13 as they'll be moving to a new destination while also remaining on the Tangled Shore to enable Season of the Hunt contest tied to his inventory. Season of the Hunt content tied to his inventory. So, yeah, just like the Drifter shows up in two places early in the season, uh, so will the Crow. And because space travel's a thing, but not radios. Season 13 should avoid these rough edges as its content has been designed from the outset to remain throughout year four. So yeah, they're just saying, you know, just like we're in sort of that weird growing pain between old system, new system, that's just another artifact. Crow will be where you want him to be. I want to know what they're going to do with him storyline. Or storyline. He'll be in two places at once, moving somewhere new hmm. for new excitement and entertainment. I'm still an advocate he should become the new Hunter Vanguard. I know, I know, do not yell at me, Arf. I know he wasn't technically a guardian when he killed Kate, but he's a guardian now. And you don't need a Vanguard. Look what the other Vanguards are doing. Nothing. You don't need one. It's fine. Uh, Ikora's doing stuff. You're tight. No, she's not. Might not. No, be. no Ikora, Ikora has stood there since she built a Stargate like three seasons ago. That's because it's a cardboard cutout of her. She actually went through the Stargate, and she's actually off doing other missions. Yeah, when was the last time you saw her move? Yeah, exactly. exactly. Perfect. I agree. Oh, if they would just replace her with a cardboard cutout, that would be the greatest thing <laughs> in the history of everything. <laughs> Go down there and sort of, when goes up and falls over, one of the robots walks over, picks her back up, sets her there. Yeah. <laughs> you should have a cardboard cutout of Cade! We totally should. Bungo! Cardboard cut out of Cade in the ramen shop. Let's get it. 
So yes, Parody, what is returning next season? Cardboard cutouts. Everybody gets a cardboard cutout. No. And an Umbro Ingram. Because Umbro Ingrams are back. And they're pretty insane. Mm-hmm. Bungie says. So back, back, back in 2020, the year that lasted for approximately all of our lifetimes, Season yes, of Arrivals introduced a new feature called the Umbro Ingram which allowed Guardians to focus rewards on what they actually wanted. Mm-hmm. The system was so well-received by the community, so we decided to do a little tuning and bring it back for Season 13, as well as the entire future seasons in Year 4. Nice. And while the seasonal activity will always provide the fastest path to earning new rewards, we want to ensure that, regardless of what you're doing in Destiny, not playing messages from the field, Umbral Engrams will allow you to chase new rewards, because that's all we're here for, new crap. To replace our old crap that we can't use anymore because it's taken up all the vault space. We'll drop from completing a variety of content. We've paired back the number of activities they'll drop from so you can focus on the following activities if you're looking to farm Umbral Ingrams. And by paired back, um, still a good list. So if you want some Umbral Ingrams, you're limited to Patrols, Strikes, Crucible, Gambit, The Ordeal Nightfalls, Public Events, Blind Well, Nightmare Hunts, Exo challenges, empire hunts, and whatever the new seasonal content is. Nice. So basically, don't do raids. If you look at Double Ingram, which have their own new raids, shut up. Well, well, no, 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 no. I'm I'm just saying, I'm just trying to think. They're like, we've paired this back. I'm going, that seems like about everything in the game, you know, other than raids, which have their own, you know, their own loot pool and their own things to chase. So yeah, basically play the game and you'll get umbral engrams from things. That you can focus and get the stuff looking for. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. So these umbral engrams, they were like the normal purple engrams, but they had like a black taken goo that was oozing out the top of them. And they would drop extra to any other engrams that you would get in the field. And we would, normally would get them as parody listed from doing certain events, especially from doing the public events that were on the planets that have now all gone away. And just in case, for some reason, all of these activities don't strike your fancy, the Umbra Engrams also have a chance to drop just from defeating enemies anywhere in the game. Oh, So, so even if you're not grinding the list of activities or playlists, yeah, so, so you'll still earn some. So just by killing things anywhere in the game, you have a chance to earn these. Yep. Now they do say... You may you may notice fewer of them ever before because while it was fun to watch the the Engrams rain down on people in season eleven, it was a lot. So they've they've tweaked the drop rates and rebalanced them a little bit. So you're not going to have, you know, midway point in the season, twenty five thousand Umbral Engrams waiting to be picked up and waiting to be recasted. Yeah, because these these still went to your normal engram collection. So you'd have a normal engram, you could have exotic engrams, you could have the eververse engram, and you could have umbral engrams, all in the ten slots that you had. So you were literally running to the tower every five minutes, going right. I need to decrypt these because I need to get rid of them out of the inventory, because you'd have like two stacked in your postmas that you couldn't kind of move until you got the ones off of yourself. So yeah, I could understand why they need to tune them back. Yeah, it was definitely definitely ramped up pretty quickly. And if you, if if saying the words prismatic recaster make you roll your eyes and go, what is that? How do I? Why is that? There will be a short quest, an account wide short quest. You only have to do it once, <laughs> just showing you how the prismal re, the prismatic recaster works and how to focus your engrams. So if you need a refresher or have no idea what it is, there will be a short quest telling you how to do it. 
And uh, yeah, so it's going to uh, our prismatic recaster, that nice little ball of goo, or um, cold, I don't know, cauldron of whatever it was, the thing you shoved your 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 engrams into, and then they came out as weapons and gun and armor pieces, and made the drifter laughing laughingly as you got the seventh roll of the same thing. Basically, you put your engram in, and you picked whatever you wanted to kind of tune it to, so you could tune it to armor or weapons, and then the higher the tier that you unlocked rather than just say a, a weapon or a piece of armor you could say right i want maybe an auto rifle and a scout so you could narrow it down to like two of the weapons or the submachine gun and the sniper and then you could even focus it even further with perks i believe or something there with i think that was maybe the armor sets so uh, hope, yeah different perks yeah hope, you want a, a high mobility role or a high resilience yeah, Something so you like could that. really focus it down, but like the arm, the 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 weapon part of it was quite nice. That you could then just, if you really wanted a gnawing hunger, you could have a you know a fifty fifty chance of getting the gnawing hunger or the scout rifle out of it, and also then you know rolling for many different rolls on those gnawing hungers, which was nice. We don't know what's what the weapons are going to be available in the prismatic recast, and we don't know what the armor is going to be. But again, it gave you another chance at getting high stat rolled armor, which was good. Yeah, and it's really nice because I guess since the Prismatic Recaster is coming back, not tied to a seasonal activity, but just being in the game, so the Recaster is going to have different pages for each season going forward. And you'll be able to focus your engrams to the seasons of your choice. So I don't know if it'll be similar to, like, you know, you can say Season of the Hunt, and then, you know, like each engram will have, you know... A, you know, we'll have like one of everything was sort of one of two drops. Like, you know, you'll get the gnawing hunger or the scout rifle. You'll get this piece or that piece. So I don't know if it'll be the same. Like each engram will give you a 50 50 shot to drop one of two things or if they're going to weight it a little bit differently. But at least, yeah, it, it'll be nice to have that back as just more improved ways to get the thing you're trying to hunt for, not just, oh, I might get a, you know, 90th blue out of this activity. Well, I'm going to get something I care about. May maybe, not be the exact maybe something. Maybe it'll be like super least. specific, like, um, like a Warlock buddy gave for. Hey, pick this specific weapon or this very specific weapon. God, what is his name, man? The dude that uh, that has a thing going with save fourteen. The oh, famous... Cyrus. Thank you. Yeah, his and trials and everything. All the trials. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy. However, once you have your prismatic recaster to focus your engram, you'll still need to take it to the Umbral Decoder to actually claim your new reward. So you'll still be running the tower every fifteen seconds once you have these. But at least you'll have fewer of them that won't take up all the space, hopefully. Hopefully. Maybe. And they do want to note that Season of the Hunt's Wrathborn rewards will not be featured in the Prismatic Recaster in Season 13 because players can still use the Wrathborn lore to chase those specific rewards and rules. And so if it's a Wrathborn thing, it's still going to be in the Wrathborn thing. The stuff coming in the Recaster will be different armor sets and different weapons. So you have a new way to, way to unlock different focusing options for Umbral Engrams using your new reward called your called your prism. It's called something. It's a prismatic lens. Prismatic it's a lens. lens. It's amazing. It's going to unlock your focusing options so you can one target to a narrower collection of gear and specific armor stats. So it does look like you can say, "Give me a helmet and make it a high resilience helmet," or something. You know, so at least you can armor. At least you can target the type of gear, and then for armor, a type of stat you want. So that is useful if you're trying to build a 
particular loadout or you know you just need something with mobility or grenades or whatever you're hunting did you talk about um are they going to be high stat rolls because I, I was i was takataka in the chat so you can you can target specific armor stats but not okay so they didn't we'll stop so about. yeah they didn't say one way or the other i'm gonna yeah i mean high stat rolls i'm gonna guess like maybe you can say like you know obviously that stat will be a higher role but will the armor be a you know 65 or above or something yeah that's my question yeah probably i'm gonna guess probably not if it's just something you can do over and over and over all season it seems like they sort of have been keeping those for you know more limited activities just so you don't have 400 you know every piece of armor in your entire collection isn't you know a high stat role but i don't know we'll have to find out indeed we will and you will be earning your prismatic lenses by doing various activities in the game so you can track your progress towards unlocking the lenses in the prismatic recaster. We don't want to spoil everything, though, so we'll let you discover how to start earning these in Season 13. By that we mean watch the first YouTube video or do what your friend tells you as soon as somebody else figures it out for you. <laughs> or tune into us, because we have all of the tips, tricks, news, guides, and information of all things Destiny-related. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yay! Mm -hmm. Because we can Google as well as the next guy. Better, in fact. I've heard those typing fingers of Parody. He's literally typing throughout the whole podcast. He is, I know. He's getting his job done, man. Good job. I appreciate it. So, Respawn, would you like to take us through the titles that are changing? Yeah, I can totally do that. <clears throat> Let me uh, swallow. Thank you. All right, would you put it under podcast info? It's under titles dash a gilded age on this week at Bungie. Oh, you want me to go to the page? Ah, fine. I mean, I could copy and paste that text and put it for you somewhere else, but you'll lose all your pictures. No, I need pictures. What are you talking about? Yeah. All right, this week at Bungo. Where are we at? Sticking around? Is that where I'm reading? No, I'm not. Titles a gilded age. Yep. Looking for it. There it is. <coughs> Titles, A Gilded Age. One of the most satisfying feelings in Destiny is watching your list of completed triumphs fill up to unlock new seals and titles. We have some plans to further improve this feature and give you yet another way to flex on other guardians in the tower. Here is the Triumphs design team with the details. Triumphs design team. Hi everyone, we welcome you to a new year. We wanted to share a change coming to the seals and titles in season 13. As I'm sure you've noticed, we've been shipping a flawless and conqueror title each of the last three seasons. We like the idea of re-engaging titles season over season, but we don't like the challenge and time commitment of doing the entire thing every single season. So it's time to make a change. As always, we start with the goals. First one, allow players to show off their engagement with the core rituals season over season. Preserve the value of earning the base title. Decrease the amount of grind required season over season for players that want to earn them all. Starting with season 13, if a player has completed the seal for one of our core ritual titles, Unbroken, Dredgen, Flawless, Conqueror. Players will have a series of additional seasonal objectives to guild that title. But wait, what does gilded even mean? 
It is a series of seasonal objectives to gild a core ritual title. Didn't he just say whatever? A new border around the seal in the Triumph's UI. A pip tracking on how many times your career that you've gilded a given title. <clears throat> a new color and symbol for the title over your head so that you can show off, of course. What do I have to do in order to gild a title, you ask? Well, once you finish the base seal and claim your hard-earned title, a list of optional seasonal objectives will be revealed. By completing these seasonal objectives, you will earn your guild for the season. What happens when the season is over? Well, each season, the optional gilding objectives will reset and may even change to fit the unique experience of any given season. All of the base objectives of the title will be preserved, and your title will revert to its typical purple coloring. Which titles will be affected? The four core rituals of trials, the ordeal, the crucible, and of course, gambit. Flawless, conqueror, unbroken, and dredgen. We look forward to your feedback. Right. These changes I... are a result. Hold on, he's not done yet. Thank you. <laughs> These changes are a result of the constructive feedback we get from all flavors of players in the Destiny community. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Keep that feedback coming, and happy triumph hunting. Now we're done. Okay, so feedback off the bat. What's the point of gilding the titles for them to be taken away at the end of the season? And I the title the color being reverted back to purple. Why not just have different levels of color for the amount of times that you've done it? And then once exactly. you maybe maybe once you've gone like green, purple, orange, red, silver, gold, and you've got to the gold, you've done like 10 versions of it, you then start having the pips on either side of it until you can kind of do then you have to do something else to it but there's no point in just leaving the pips at the top and taking away the gilding and the color because that's what people like imagine if you'd done the is it the conqueror which is the uh the nightfall one so the nightfall one only turns up towards the end of the season and so i, I believe it the the grandmaster nightfalls i think it was around the just before christmas so technically you only have a month and a half to do the Grand Masters, to get the title, to do the gilding, to get the pip, to get your name change, for a month and a half for it to then revert back. I think people aren't going to like that too much. No, and you're absolutely right. I think it should be something along the lines of, you know, to name drop here, Call of Duty, right? Whenever you go up, like uh, they call it... Um, oh, the prestige levels. Thank you. Yes, the prestige yeah. levels. They stick to you, dude. The whole time, yeah, yeah. Hey, I, I was, I, I was so excited. Period. Flat out. Yeah, I was. As you read that, I was getting more and more excited because I was thinking, go to Gambit. I can get all the Gambit. I have the coolest Gambit thing. I have all the Gambit flair until the season ended when all of it was meaningless. And I was like, oh, well then, then I'll just go back to wearing my wearing my emblem with my you know you know lifetime career Gambit rank resets on it because that's better than the thing that goes away. <laughs> That's dumb. Yeah, I was so excited, and then it was like, you know, yeah, at least, at least give me a pip like for each season you 
you know, like, like you guild, you know, you gilded your, this title for for the season. At least give me a pip to say in that season, I gilded the title then, you know, and, and let me accrue those over time, something. But just yeah, having having it all reset seasonally, just is, yeah, is why chase this carrot. But the carrot's only good for three months. After three months, I don't have a carrot anymore. Yeah, but then there's a new carrot. No, no, no. Chase it's, that one. it's even worse than that, right? It's even worse than that, right? Because you said, hey, I only have the carrot for three months. No, 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 friend. It takes you time to obtain the carrot, right? So you're not you're not factoring right. that. So you might get the carrot a week before it resets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And then you'll have it for a week and you can take the screenshot and then yeah. put that in your scrapbook on your destiny page with all the other stuff you can't use anymore. Mm-hmm. See, it all comes back around. Yeah. I mean, I don't look, these guys have been doing games supposedly for years, right? When you look back at all the stuff Bungie's created, they've been yeah, making games for decades, right? Mm-hmm. So how do the simple things escape them? Like, why would you – in their heads, are they thinking that, hey, it'll be fun to grind these things every season? No, that's not fun, Bungie. It's fun grinding it initially. Next season, come out with new guilds for other people to grind. But don't take away what they've already earned. Yeah, that's, my- that's asinine. Yeah, my hope for things like this is always okay. This is like the first version. Like you have it, and they're going to say, you know, it may not stick around. And then I would love them, you know, midway through the season, say, "Hey, good news! If you're, you know, if you're working on this, it's going to stick around." Or tell us now, like, you know, you know, we're working on maybe there's a chance that these will be, you know, you'll be able to show these off in a in a career fashion versus a seasonal fashion. Like they'll they'll mean something. But I don't know. It just, yeah, I, I'm with you. It just seems like it. It, it seems like if you're going to bring this out. You know, if you if you want to give me bragging rights, give me the bragging rights. Don't give me the bragging rights for now. I want the bragging rights forever. Exactly. You know, my title sticks around forever. But yeah, if you want to improve it, let me brag forever. Like I, like if I'm wearing that title, I care about it. Let I me show it, it off forever. Exactly. Yeah. yeah seems like weird, weird choice. Hey, here's this cool thing you have. It's like, but it's gonna go away. I'm just like, then why? I understand weapons getting depreciated or whatever, you know, after a year or two, you know. Okay, how about? Um, no, you're, you're see, digressing. That's not a good thing. You're digressing. Yeah, no, I'm still talking about the same thing, right? Okay. I was like, well, what if you made it last like a year, like the weapon, or a year or two, like the weapons do, right? But no, because even then, you're still losing you're something that you started. wanted. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's still yeah, yeah. Like if you're gonna deprecate this, it's sort of like why though like what's what's the purpose of only having it for a limited time unless you know my you know again my guess is some technical reason or limitation that hard to do or we could do this but it's a lot you know you know it's it's a week of work to make this happen but then it's six weeks of work to make it happen forever because of all the other systems it would touch or something mm. yeah that's always where my brain goes because i just live in that world ever ever so slightly of oh, it's just an easy change, just a just a URL change. We're just going to change this. It'll, it'll be real quick and easy. And then six months later, when you're like, "Well, we've broken everything. Um, maybe we shouldn't have done that." So yeah, I, I don't know. Games are hard. Computers are dumb. So yeah, things are true. It was it, it, <laughs> it, it was such a roller coaster as you were reading that response because I was getting excited and we got at the top of the hill and then the roller coaster went down and I said, "Ah." My it's, it's like it's riding good. the roller coaster to the top only to find out that it's flat. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. There's a small hill, just a little momentum. That it's like... Oh, you thought this was a roller coaster? No, this is an escalator, sir. 
escalator to a moving walkway to your airport. Jimmy <laughs> uh, Christmas. Okay. Well, moving on. Well, now that we've been excited and then sad about titles, uh, you can win a giveaway. You can. Oh, uh, yeah, the giveaway. It's signed by people. But maybe you can't win a giveaway because maybe it's already ended. Has it already ended? The first giveaway has ended, but I, I believe that they are still continuing giving lots of stuff away. Lies. Slander. No. So this week, the Bungie Store is celebrating Guardians Everywhere with the third annual Guardian giveaway contest featuring curated collections of Destiny gear, including prizes that, like the sold-out Beyond Light Collector's Edition signed by the Bungie team. And if you look at it, it's, I'm sure it says Bungie Security on there. But that, that may be just me reading it. Uh, for a limited time, a variation of discount merchandise bundles and free gifts with purchases are available on the bungiestore.com and eubungiestore.com. Still available in the UK. To enter, follow at bungiestore on Twitter, retweet the current giveaway post and add hashtag Guardians giveaways. The contest ends on January 30th. So yes, we've still got some time. 2021 at 8.59am PST. Entries from EU, UK, USA, and CN. Is that Canada? Too many letters! It is Canada. Oh, good. I got that one Because they put the letters on there because they couldn't be bothered to spell out any of these countries. Yeah. European Union, UK, USA, and Canada only. Sorry, Australia. See rules for excluded for excluded provinces and states. So even the USA is excluded in some states. 18 plus to enter. Please see the official rules for more information. Now, knowing is definitely half the battle parody. It is half the battle. Either half the battle is is either blue or red lasers. And we're just so lucky that we have you around to explain. So the blue lasers, those. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The esteemed player support team with updates on known issues and important topics. Always. Uh, leaving soon. Uh, we're investigating some issues surrounding the completion of certain triumphs related to the Warden title. That will adjust the, your code claim and seal pin purchase deadlines accordingly. So again, if you're working on those, they're on it. They're aware of it. Uh, they're also currently investigating additional issues around... Wait, did they... Okay, that is the exact same line of text twice. I'm not having a stroke. No, there's more. It says, "Stay tuned for more" at the end. All right. So yes. So still issues with the seal pin and the <laughs> warden title. They're working on the warden title. Stay tuned for more information. I was like, wait a bit. Did, did I? Yeah. Anyway, Dustin echoes. Uh, from nine years ago. Okay, uh, guys. Halo Two is a very old game. <laughs> Halo Three is a slightly less old game. Halo 3 ODST and Halo Reach, even slightly less older games. Halo.bungie.net. If there's stuff there that you care about, on February 9th, very conveniently, the beginning of the next Destiny season, they're also deleting all of Halo.bungie.net. So go there if you care about anything there and download it, back it up, print it out, put it in your scrapbook so you can look at it adoringly, lovingly forever. This is how we're making room for Vault of Glass. You know this. But not Vault of Night Demon. Sad face. 
Yeah, there's a, there's a line item on a bill somewhere, and Pete Parsons going, "What? What is this? Why are we paying for this? What? 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 Halo two? Halo two? Wait, 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 wait. We're paying for Halo two content? No, 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 no. That no, we're done with that now. Why? Why? Are, why is that still here? So yeah, it's going away. Uh, yeah, there are no issues. So investigating issues with Sony, where PlayStation users can't send invites through the companion app or Bungie.net. Because PlayStation doesn't love you or want you to be friends. The Late Secret Triumph isn't unlocking after claiming all five feathers in the Harbinger mission. No, it's not. So if you're doing that, uh, don't. Also, the Birds of a Feather Triumph is not unlocking when players complete the Harbinger mission when all players have the Hawkman equipped. Mm, It worked for me. Well, you're not some players. No. Did, did, Did your voiceover lines play during the Harbinger activity? I think so. Because they may not, because that's also a known issue. Oh, okay. uh, the black the black blight orbs left behind by the High Celebrant won't open portals if shot by sidearms. So don't use a sidearm in that quest. Good to know. The High Celebrant will always show immune damage. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you. Active. Let's back up a second. Very specifically, sidearms. sidearms. Mm-hmm. So, so don't don't use a sidearm. You shouldn't be anyway. Uh, the, the high celebrant also doesn't always show immune damage, even with the wrathborn buff active. The high celebrant will still take the proper damage if the buff is active, but it will still show that it's immune. This will be resolved in a future update. So, if you're killing the high, if you're attacking the high celebrant with something not a sidearm, and it shows immune damage, just keep going. You are doing damage, but it's just not showing you that you're doing damage to the high celebrant. The Augment Lockout Timer occasionally resets during the final encounter against Hanex. Just for funsies. Uh, sometimes a wrong tether box gets tethered during the final encounter of the Garden of Salvation raid. Just to add, you know, it's actually a secret challenge. Shh, not a bug. Secret challenge. And the plates in the puzzle room during the Shiro Chi encounter in the Last Wish sometimes won't work if a Titan Ward of Dawn or Warlock Well of Radiance touches them. So yeah, good good times for, and for, for a full list of issues and uh, why you should be running the newest content because it's partially broken. Go to the known issues article and if you find a known issue or think, hey, this looks broken, I should tell Bungie, go to the help form. Indeed. Okay, I'm back. I should... didn't realize you'd <laughs> gone. Where did you yeah, go? Yeah, no, I muted my mic because I was laughing so hard about the whole <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you can do this with everything except sidearms. <laughs> Specific, yeah. like of all the bugs. All right, I'm good. I'm Sorry, no, sidearm. I'm uh, I mean, I mean, that's just Bungie saying, why, "Why are you here with the sidearm?" Yeah, you should not be doing it with the sidearm. Stop trying. And and just as a reminder, that Bungie did release you know the three point zero point two update a couple days ago on the nineteenth on Tuesday. It fixes the things it said it was going to fix. There's a whole article about it. We're not going to read all of these, but we covered most of them last week. And if we didn't cover them, then consider it a surprise. Yeah, okay. No, shh. Shh, shh, shh. It's time. Time for Movie of the Week. They're movies. They're of the week. Definitely movies. There's a hunter in there destroying people with Cloud Strike. There's a Salvation Suite. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's uh, there's some Artists of the Week, too. So there's a lovely, lovely Wrath of Banshee. Looks, Banshee looks very upset, ripping arms off things. Good times. So the, yeah, the, there's some lovely artwork that have has also won the Destiny art competitions, which are really nice. And then to round out the this week at Bungie, 
we have a quick note from Cosmo. We know there are a lot of community conversations happening around the current state of the game. I don't want to lean too far into we're listening meme, but it's 100% true that we take community feedback too hard and are absolutely considering community concerns and suggestions as we continue to evolve our plans for 2021 and beyond. Earlier this week, Assistant Game Director Joe Blackburn put out a tweet mentioning this. We will be given an update to the community with a deeper dive into the state of Destiny. Joe Blackburn says, Last year I said Destiny's best days are ahead. Seeing what's coming, I believe this more than ever. But we have work to do to get there. 2021 is going to be a little different for Destiny. Taking some time to validate our plans, but expect a state of Destiny 2021 next season. Cosmo goes on to say, we love Destiny 2 and love having all the privilege to work on it. We're excited about some of the changes we have next season, and we'll have some more to lay out over the next few weeks as well. Thanks for playing, Cosmo. So to sum up, we're listening, and we will pass your feedback along to the team. Indeed. And and that was, and Cosmo loves us, and we love you, and that was this week at Bungie. Well, how to do, Mr. Arf? You've come just in time to listen on how to get the Hawk Moon and the Hawk Moon accessories and 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 all that stuff. I'm working on it. Yay! <sighs> it's an Arf. Yay! Hello. Who do you think I was just talking to you, psychopath? <laughs> just as soon as the voices in your head. I mean, fifty-fifty shot. Well, oh. I I paused because I heard Arf come in. I waited. He didn't speak. You were just randomly chattering like you normally do. So I waited for Arf to speak. But I was chattering I was wa- to Arf. I was waiting till he finished. Exactly. We always have to wait till he finishes. You'll be waiting a long time if you're waiting for Right? Just go for it, man. Just go for it. All right. When do you want to do it? Now. Right now. Now. Okay. Well, this this is a piece of web law that was added in Season of the Worthy. Now, I thought you'd actually like to hear this after I broke it to Respawn about uh, how badass Shax is. Right? Yes. I greatly enjoyed listening to that and going, wait, what now? I stopped, rewound, and listened to it again, and it was just as good the second Shax is dope. Yep. Sometime during the late Dark Age, Iron Lords Ephrodite, Saladin, and Felwinter sat in a warlock meditation chamber around a massive oak table. In a keep on Felwinter's peak, a fire crackled in the corner, out on the lips of stone-lined hearth. A handwritten letter in a messy scrawl rests atop the table. Warlord Shax accepts, accepts my challenge. Felwinter said, summarising its contents. He advises us to enter from the south wall, which has been destroyed. The front door, he picked up the paper and scrutinised it again, is undergoing weatherproofing. This is your plan, Ephrodite said, with some scepticism. How did he get this to you? His ghost brought it. Your plan is ill-advised, Saladin said, and a waste of time. No one's beat Shax in a fight. Iron Lords or Warlords, Ephrodite continues. Much less take territory from him. 
Ikora has, and I believe I can, Felwinter replied. His eyes burning inside his sleek exoskull. Ephrodite tapped the table with her fingers and Saladin stared into a polished surface. Unless either of you has a better idea, we're running out of time. Saladin shook his head. Radagas wants to launch a frontal assault. Entire Lord fire teams. Ephrodite's eyes narrowed under her helm. That he wouldn't. There's almost a hundred people in that castle. Shax is holding those people hostage. They stay with him willingly, Felwinter replied. The warlord might pull the trigger, but Radagas wouldn't, Ephrodite repeated. Have you seen Radagas lately? He's tired of the wars. No one's been at it longer. That's no excuse. We came, un we came under him to the end of an Ian fighting. Felwinter stood. Then let me try and do my part for the cause. Now, can you imagine a full Iron Lord fire, um, army? Because that's what they're proposing there, to actually take Shax out. <laughs> so that's, that's the reputation he's got with the Iron Lords. So they came down with a squad of nine, is what you're telling me. Oh, that's not nine. <laughs> they got picked off one by one. Backhand. What's the light? Be what ripped up my best friend. <laughs> that, that's just wild. Like that's, it's just wild. Yeah. What's even better is they still didn't win. <laughs> the sky was completely white, and there was a stark chill to the air as the trio entered the castle. From a gaping fissure in the ruined south wall. As they stepped into the exposed hallway, the Iron Lords passed a few of Shax's people, who hurried away from them. One child cried in a mother's arms. They looked tired, but they weren't starving, and they were closed for the oncoming inclement weather. The Iron Lords found Shax as they turned, into, turned a corner, and the hallway opened up onto the massive entrance to the keep. He was cautiously applying a fast-drying liquid polymer as a draft stopper underneath a set of ancient plasteel doors. Won't that hold a little too well? Felwinter asked as he strode up with the Iron Lords. Shax didn't stand or look at them. It'll dissolve when the storm is through, he said, literally squeezing the pace with both hands from a gel tube. A brute force solution? I hear that's how you fight. I do. What works with the tools I have, Shaq said, standing to inspect his weatherproofing. We'll freeze without this. The ghostless would suffer. That's something you care about, Felwinter took a step forward. Shaq's turn to address the, the XO. These people are under my protection, and I owe them. Something the Iron Lord should ponder more often than the, about those they protect. The Iron Decree was drafted to protect the Ghostless, Felwinter replied. Give up your territory and join us. Let us show you how powerful your light can become. Strong words, I'll wager you said the same thing to Sighton before you killed him and his ghost. Saladin looked at Ephrodite in shock. She pretended she didn't notice, and kept a hand near her cannon. Your decree disallowed final deaths of your opponents, Shax continued. Yet you killed countless warlords, and an Iron Lord if the rumours are true. Felwinter's eyes quietly blazed as he took a step closer. Were they friends of yours? I don't have friends, just people I protect. We could use your help, Felwinter replied. You already have Saint-14. 
Saint serves the speaker, not the Iron Lords. He thinks highly of you. Perhaps I'm not being clear. I'm not going anywhere, and you lot aren't coming in. As long as I hold this territory, there will be no collateral damage from turf wars inside our borders. Iron Lords and Warlords be damned. Your south wall says otherwise. Are you here to duel or whine? Felwyn to guess that Shax now stood a little more than three feet from him. The Iron Lord stepped forward, dragged a solar sword from the air and thrust it at Shax. The Warlord turned his stance sideways as the burning blade sang past his helm, ducked the horizontal cut that followed and stepped back as Felwinter drove the blade into the stone floor. The chamber erupted with an ethereal fire and solar light. Shax's back fist took Felwinter's head from his shoulders in a shower of sparks. The Iron Lord's light died with his crumpling form. Ephrodite coughed as Saladin blinked inside his helm. Felwinter's ghost unfolded above his prone corpse and the Iron Lord re-emerged from a pillar of cascading light. You should have used your voice void instead, Shax said. You could have brought the whole fort down on us, gained a fighting chance. The Iron Lord shook his head. Your people wouldn't have survived that. Shax's hands engulfed Felwinter's shoulders like a descending moon's. I would have stopped you, but I like your thinking. Now get out. The Warlord left the chamber without looking back, towards the direction of the south wall. I need more time, Felwinter said before Saladin or Ephrodi could utter a word. Radagast already assigned us to strikes against the House of Devils. There's an uprising in the Cosmodrome. This was our shot to deal with Shax alone, and we failed. One Lord makes no real difference on a strike against the Fallen. Buy me time, and I'll solve this. We don't have time. You said it yourself. The Warlords will attack this fortress en masse. Not if I challenge again. He literally took your head off, Saladin replied. Ephrodite had a hand on a helmet, helmeted chin. We can buy time. Warlords in this reason respect a prolonged challenge against Shax. Her eyes flickered to Felwinter beneath his helmet. Shax has multiple confirmed kills, final deaths. It's no small thing to challenge him. Most of those cowards won't, and they'll be glad to let you try again till Shax decides to go after your ghost. Felwinter stared at the weatherproofed plasteel doorway of the chamber. I have a feeling that won't be a concern, he replied. Besides, these people would never repair that south wall alone. The oncoming storm will be their end. I'll help them. Change of plan then, Saladin said. You'll buy time for us. What, said the Exo? Keep Shax busy until we finish this business with the Fallen. Then we're coming to the castle. Ephrodite, if I could have a word. Saladin asked his cloak flowing around him as he departed the same direction as Shax, leaving Felwinter alone in the chamber. Now, if that doesn't tell you how powerful Shax is, I don't know what will. I mean, let, let, let's break it down for those that aren't really paying attention. So, it sounds like Saladin was in his super. He slung a solar blade at Shax, which he dodged. And then, which he dodged, which he right? then turned into a uh, Well of Radiance. Mm -hmm. And inside of the Well of Radiance, all right, let me say this slowly. 
while he was inside of his wilderness, Shax decided that nothing more than a backhanded pimp slap was necessary to remove Saladin's head from his shoulders. Fell winter. No weapons. Sorry, fell winter. No, 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 no weapons, no guns, no swords, no nothing. Just a swift backhand to literally decapitate a guy standing in a wall of radiance. So, were you paying attention to the names of the people? <laughs> yes, I just I get mixed up sometimes. This has been your but one the recap. point still stands. The point still stands. Okay. Uh, I think the point's crumpled on the floor with that ahead at the moment. Negative. Oh well, <laughs> that's fair. Um, no, I mean, he, he completely pimp slapped him to death. One shot. That's crazy. That is, no matter how you look at it, that's an insane amount of power. And they're just like, oh, just keep him busy. It's like, well, you're not paying attention. <laughs> he didn't even use a weapon yet. You know? The man has guns. He doesn't need them. He has a hand. That's all he needs. <laughs> not even a second hand. Just, just one. You know, don't get me wrong. I knew that he was, he must have been, you know, let's just say badass, right? And you can duck that out later or dolphin or whatever right i always knew that just from the time that he hooked up with the queen right that alone told me that Shaxx has something going on that we that we're not quite piecing together right and then when i read this lore i'm just like dear god the fluff you know that is some next level power right there it's just like and then and then they're just like nonchalantly yeah we'll just just keep them busy Doing what? Dying repeatedly until, like he said, he decides to go for your ghost? Yep. You know? And y'all are talking right next to him. Like, he can hear you saying this, right? <laughs> <laughs> he's not an idiot by any means. And he's a strong not an idiot. And you're just going to tell him your game plan standing next to him after he just pimp slapped some guy to death. And then shouted One seventh time. column. Seventh yeah. column! Right? <laughs> I mean, what's what's the train of thought there? I don't get it. Whatever. I, I'm not uh, sure there uh, is much. We're going to do it. How? Shut up. We'll figure out details later. It's basically just yeah, like right. us going to a raid. How are we going to do this? Oh, we'll figure it out when we get there. <laughs> <laughs> While you're telling your plan. It's like us standing right in front of Hero 2. All right, look. Here's what's going to happen. Right? Seriously, <laughs> like, are you serious? <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, that was, that was a bad mistake on everybody's part. Yeah, yeah, move yeah. on. Ephrodite snorted, You didn't know? She exclaimed over the wind as Saladin descended, over, descended the mountain on gravelly, snow covered road. But fell winter as an oathbreaker, Saladin shook his head, No. You've never wondered why Radagas hates his gut, she said. That takes a lot. Agreed. Why has he abided by this? One of Felwinter's confirmed kills broke the Iron Decree. He provided ample evidence. Ghost killers, murderers, and worse, all of them. But he has never asked for permission. Felwinter is no Saint-14. Why does he do it? He calls it operational necessity. Saladin scoffed. I've never heard an Exo talk like that. Like what? They're usually more expressive. Does this change the plan? 
Saladin looked up at a trio of circling carrion birds as they as they walked. There is no plan. We'll quell this, quell this devil's uprising, then strategize a frontal assault with the full force of the Iron Lords behind it. Hopefully Felwyn to keep Shaxx busy until then. Ephrodite shook her head. People will die. If the Warlords attack him first, it'll be catastrophic. Shaxx forced our hand. Knew it. No plan. Yep. Shax and Felwinter watched Ephrodite and Saladin descend the snow-covered mesa from the shattered south wall. I thought I told you to get out. Shax broke the silence. I mean to challenge again, Felwinter replied. Not today, Shax shook his head. My ghost believes it's it'll snow before nightfall. Yes, Felwinter said. What did this? Fallen Walker. No amount of Golden Age polymer can repair this wall before the storm rolls in. No, Shax agreed. My light will be the wall. A ward of dawn, your people will freeze. A well of radiance is what you need. My light will be the wall. Do you think my hammer of soul wouldn't burn bright enough to last the storm? Of course it would. And you'd set this castle ablaze, leave it to me. I leave my people to no one. But if you're seeking shelter, you're free to stay. You call them your people. You rule them like a king. I protect them. Some kings don't know the difference. A light dusting of snow started to fall. Does your mountain have a name? The Iron Lord asked the Warlord. No. I call mine Felwinter Peak. Do I look like I care? Now for the amount of power that Felwinter has, Shax has given him absolutely no respect at all and we're talking to the guy that fought uh, talking about a guy that fought Rasputin for many years be it armies yeah, of yeah but he's um, fighting a robot not a not a not a shacks <laughs> well there is that yeah for days the storm had kept anyone from traversing the mountain path between Felwinter and Shax, the people of the castle were safe from the elements. Saladin and Ephrodite had sent word the fallen campaign would last another few weeks. So Felwinter challenged again. Shax accepted. Iron Lord met Warlord at the backfield beyond the shattered south wall. Felwinter aimed a palm strike at Shax's centre of mass. The Warlord slipped sideways, narrowly avoiding the burst of void light that blossomed forth and cracked a back fist into Felwinter's skull, sending him sprawling backwards. Felwinter struggled to take a knee, then to his feet, his long coat flowing around him, a fissure of sparks sprayed from his skull. How many Warlords have challenged you, he asked. I lost count a century ago, Shax replied. He stayed in his sideways stance waiting for the XO to make a move. I will never stop, never rest, Felwinter said, and the warlords are just like me. They refuse to end each other, not because of a code or an iron decree, because they are afraid to die, and they will plague this world forever. Felwinter raised his arms in a striking position. How many of us will you fight? As many as I need to. Shax closed the distance, slipping past the Exo's guard and snapped the back of his fist into Felwinter's temple, which promptly shattered. The skies were clear. 
so Felwinter challenged again the day after. Shax accepted. They met on the backfield. How long will your people last out here? Felwinter asked. Longer than you, Shax replied. It was true. A flying knee separated the Iron Lord's head within seconds of a short melee. When the Exo's ghost put him back together, Shax was already halfway back to the south wall. How long do you expect them to stay here? Felwinter called after him. The Warlord turned back. What are you talking about? he asked. How long do you expect your people to stay? They'll not survive the winter. I'll find a way. You have a way. If you won't join the Iron Lords, let us help you. Your wars have left my people homeless, and worse, they would never trust you. If you asked them, perhaps they would. You're the king. I'm no king. Prove it. I have nothing to prove to you. Prove it to them. Weeks later, Ephrodite and Saladin brought a silver army with them, gleaming weapons in their hand. Nine iron lords dismounted at their machines at the foot of Shax's mountain. Twelve warlords, armoured in eclectic styles from across the region, opposed them at the path that led to the mountain peak. Particle weapons hummed like to operational life on both sides. Slug rifles racked and readied. Felwinter and Shax watched them from the ruined south wall. Your friends are here to back you up, the Exo said if they need to. I don't have friends, Shax replied, and they don't need to. Tell them, stop this before the shooting starts, the Exo said. Your people will not survive this. Is that a threat, the Warlord asked. No, they're not like us. Everything they might become dies with them. Shaq stared down at the Iron Lords. Your people involve themselves in matters that are not your own, especially Radagast. Radagast is scattered. He thinks he has the weight of all these we protect on his shoulders. No one has that kind of strength, not even a light bearer. Why do you back them? Because the Iron Lords are going to change the world. No one can stop them. I stopped you. Your people will not survive this. Tell the Warlords to stand down. They'll listen. They fear you. You're not bound to an Iron Decree. Shax shook his head. They fear that everything that they might become would die with them. The other Warlords had departed. Shaq stood with the Iron Lords on the path up the mountain. He stared down at them. Who won? Ephrodite asked. Shax, Felwinter said. He patted Shax on the shoulder. Shax did. The Exo pulled Ephrodite aside to arrange the evacuation plan for Shax's people to Vostok Observatory in the Cosmodrome. Saladin and Shax stood in silence as the other Lords began their march up the path. Hello, said Saladin. Hello, Shax said. They shook hands. Iron Lord Shax? No. Felwinter, Saladin and Ephrodite sat at a massive oak table on a keeper top Felwinter's peak. A holographic blueprint of Shax's castle hung in the air. It will take some time to breach the security code, the Exo said, indicating an underground extension a mile under the fortification. But this is it. One of several across the earth, perhaps across other worlds. Some are tied to more important systems than others. All Golden Age. Some hide weapons, armors, nanites. What is it? Saladin asked. A Seraph Bunker. Rasputin Tech.
Some time after, during the late Dark Age. You seem far too obsessed with these war mines, Tima said to Felwinter. They'd been walking for hours, dipping in and out of fallen territory. Tima made no effort to avoid them, and Felwinter followed his lead. He didn't know where they were going. Tima had been talking almost non-stop, though, asking Felwinter what he knew about Siva, and what he thought the war mine might have to do with it. It was lucky that Felwinter already had a reputation for keeping quiet. He played dumb when Tima asked about the Seraphs. Tima was easy to rile up that way. It was good. It made Felwinter feel like he was still in control. As they tore through another round of shanks, Felwinter fell back and let Tima do the heavy lifting. When Tima spoke again, his voice was breathless, with a passion and enthusiasm that Felwinter couldn't feel. Have you ever wondered what it was that caused to you in that void of memory, where the edge of the past infects your present? Felwinter was tense with, tense with expectation. He felt the world contracting around him until nothing existed but the sidearm in his hand. He heard his ghost in his helmet comes, whispering, Wait! Tima strode recklessly ahead. He was expected Felwinter to watch his back, and he did. Watched him walk, watched his ghost too. There were a lot of falling out there. Anything could happen to either of them. It would be easy to tell them the story back home. Don't jump to conclusions, his ghost whispered. As they fell, be fell behind, but Felwinter heard an uncertainty in her voice. He adjusted his grip on his sidearm, lifting his hand a little, and dropped it again as Timo turned around. It's an itch you can't scratch, isn't it? Well, maybe you can. Felwinter's expression was blank. His finger twitched on the sidearm. You think I am one of them, he asked, as Tima turned around, back around to lead, that, lead the way. That's all Exos are. Lord Felwinter, I know what you are, Tima said, with a laugh in his voice. Felwinter lifted the sidearm again. An unfamiliar dread coiled in his chest and he saw a future changing. Again, he saw himself running. Again. He was so tired of running. The sidearm was level with the back of Tima's head. Tima had a smile in his voice, and when he spoke next, I know what you are, he said, and you are no war mind, or even one of its puppets. Orwinter's arm dropped and swung at his side, as all his energy had gone out of him all at once. It was impossible, but he almost felt light-headed. His ghost whispered something again, but he didn't hear it over his own relief. Come, Tima said, and he walked with arrogance, as of a man who didn't realise he'd brushed shoulders with death. You must see this. And that's where that piece ends. Very nice. So, why was he going to kill Tima? Because he thought Tima was onto him being part of the war mine. But, cause, because at this point, if you remember yeah. with uh, Felwinter, Felwinter had discovered that he was effectively the son of Rasputin. Okay. He did, he'd already discovered that... Um, the the lore entries that uh, that we came across in some of the fell winter lore that dropped in um, in that season with the seraph bunkers, right? Because um, there there was there was the time that uh, initially when he felt him Rasputin felt fell winter reactivate, he tried to retrieve him, and okay. then he tried to kill him over and over and over again. I believe the first time he dropped a, a shed load of uh, war mines on him. And you know how accurate Rasputin is with them. 
<laughs> the amount of times on Mars I got killed by a warsat. And with the Seaver incident that happened in Destiny One, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Was there Felwinter? Was there Teamer in there? And yeah, um, Felwinter and Radagast, Radagast, all the main Iron, Iron Lords, were trapped in the bunker, weren't they? We ended up yes. fighting the Seaver versions of them. Yes, but this is this only came out a uh, f- the a few seasons ago, just before we took out the the Almighty, right. So is this leading up to them discovering that that bunker, or does that happen a lot later? This came out just before that season dropped. Uh, this was leading up to the discovery of the first Seraph, uh, Seraph bunker, which am I right in thinking that was on the um, uh, on Earth? Yes, it was. Or was it? No, I can't remember now. Well, the one that was infected with Siva that we had in. I can't remember what season it was for Destiny 1, the last one, where we went to Felwinter's Peak. And yeah. we then had to reopen the Siva bunker. That was in the Plaguelands, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Now, we know the... But if you if you, if you you listen... Uh, not, well, no, that sounds actually sound quite rude of me there. Um, it's going to sound quite rude. If, if you picked out a few bits in that piece of lore there, that when he was saying about um, the complex under Shax's castle... yeah. He said that connects to many different sites within, and that was that was a Seraph bunker. Yeah. So, so uh, he he was already well aware of the installations. They're they're still ideally looking for the um, I can't remember what they called it. What did they call the um, the chamber? Chamber of Secrets. Uh... Oh, no, no, it's Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. It's space magic still. Pretty sure that's copyright. I can say whatever I like. You know the Seaver Chamber? Or is it the Reclamation Chamber or something like that where we actually where where the Seaver is actually made? Yeah. Dude, you were asking me to remember something years ago, bro. So do we think that Shax's castle was in the Plaguelands? Um, we know it's around the Cosmodrome area. Okay. Now, it says it's on a mountain as well, and they evacuated people to the Cosmodrome, uh, Cosmodrome and another place. I can't remember where it actually said. Let me go back to that lore, actually, and I'll actually pick that piece out. This is where you play some music. <laughs> oh, I just cut it seamlessly to make it sound that you're that good. <laughs> oh, we'll keep keep the music for respawn. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Got to keep the illusion up. Illusion! Ha <laughs> ha! Okay, Shax. Felwinter said he patted Shax on the shoulder. Shax did. The Exo pulled Ephrodite aside to arrange the evacuation plan for Shax's people to Vostok Observatory in the Cosmodrome. Yeah, but so Vostok, it's in that that's gem- where, uh, is, um, where Felwinter Peak, isn't it? <clears throat> yep. Yeah. Because once that's upon a time, we, we did have a crucible match there. Did we? Oh, you did, yes. That was taken out recently, yeah. the Vostok Observatory. It was it was the area just before Felwinter's Peak, isn't it? You can see mm. Felwinter's Peak in the distance. Well, 
we know it's in that general area. Yeah. The reason why the reason why I say that is because of the the Seraph bunkers, and they are looking for the Siva repli- rep- replication chamber. That's it. Okay. Ah. So, and we know that is in the Cosmodrome general area where the Plaguelands are. Yeah. Okay. So, with them transporting ordinary human or evacuating ordinary humans, it won't be too far. That's fair. But, like, I don't know. The, the one thing I'm still not completely 100% on is, okay, so it's funny that they tried to challenge him and failed. And I know that they wanted his plan, right? And they wanted his help. But why challenge him? You know, I mean, it's just like, you know, because... they, they kept talking smack like he was a warlord or whatever, and he's like, I'm their king or whatever, you know? And well, no, like, he never well... claimed to. He, he said he led them, but he's not a king. Okay. Uh, but but that being said, right, um, they're all like, uh, oh, well, you know, the way that they were talking to him, it's almost like he was just a warlord, right? But earlier, uh, that one person said that they stay with him willingly under their own accord or whatever, yes, right? Because they, I mean, that alone should have been enough to just like, yeah, well, yeah, we know that. But like the Iron Lords are all like, Call him warlord and this and that and the other, and the girl's like, no, they 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 stay with him on their own accord. That, that alone should have just told them, you know, leave, leave him be. He's not a bad war, guy. Warlord right? could just be a generic term that they use for the light bearer like, that's controlling a section of land. Fair, but like, why do they continue to challenge him? Why were they insistent upon taking his land when, you know, he wasn't. You know, no, the, 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 the plan what the plan was to try and get to get him to join the Iron Lords. <clears throat> but th- that whole thing about taking his land, we need the land and this and that, the other, like your boy said, right? Why? They didn't need his land. They needed him, not his land. No, they needed know? his lands for the uh, the Rasputin, but a seraph bunkers that are buried beneath it. I still think they could have just asked to go in there, <laughs> or not challenge him. But they didn't. That's the thing. They didn't. They they went by the old ways of challenging. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Plus, it was a good that. ask. They, yeah, <laughs> but they already know Shax is fairly reasonable. Yeah. So by mm-hmm. challenging him, he gets to talk to him and talks him round. Because they know they can't. They know on single combat they can't beat him. Okay. So you're saying that the the insistent challenges was just to keep up a vocabulary. Yes. Uh, okay, I thought that they were like actually trying to mess with them. All right, makes more sense. No, because the idea is to actually prevent the area getting all my, well, not the area getting destroyed, but the people getting killed when the Iron Lords roll in with their army. But so is, almost so trying. Felwinters and Solidhead, they are Iron Lords. What do you mean? It's to stop yes. the Iron Lords from defeating him or whatever. I, what? The Iron Lords came in at the end and faced off against the other warlords for the area in a full army. Yeah, the other warlords, not him. Yes, and the other warlords backed down, and that army would have then gone up against Shax. Uh, I think Shax could have... And this is for all the people that weren't following in the first place. Hey, I... (laughs) Sorry, excuse me. I just... uh, Hey, 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 hey! I was following along, just some things confused me. Just because you're following along and yeah. paying attention but, doesn't mean you understand. Respawn, respawn. 
I'll always say this. If there's something you don't understand, ask. There's no such thing as I, a stupid yeah, question. Yeah, that's not to make fun of me. They're like, oh, is somebody paying attention? I was paying attention. I just didn't understand. But, yeah, but if you don't understand, ask. I, no, I, 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 I'm answering you. I did ask you. I'm talking to Demon about him being an ass. Proud of it? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Continue, sir. Or is that the whole thing? That's I mean, it. I think that's the whole thing, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's left us on a cliffhanger wanting to know more stuff about the Iron Lords. Well, that's how you do it. You always got to keep them up. Hubba, hubba, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Have we, have we had any requests yet of anybody for anything apart from... Apart from um... Uh, respawn. Any any requests of anything anybody's interested in learning more about? No, I like think from... people just like hearing the law. Just yeah. a- any random bits. And you seem to. I think you seem to kind of tie it <laughs> into anything else. Yeah. Well, no, I just, no, I just with the with the fa- with the fascination respawn had with Shaq's backhanding somebody's head off. I thought, well, mm-hmm. that's kind of the mess. The uh, the next bit of law to read. No, no, it makes sense. Literally, all the all the mail, unless it comes directly to you via, you know, if they contact you to say they love the law, and literally nearly every other piece of feedback that we get goes, we love you, Respawn. It's like they found somebody <laughs> that they can worship. Colin, pick the next subject. Yeah. Colin or Nellis. Nellis? Yeah, I might get all the fan mail, but, you know, it, it wouldn't mean anything if I didn't have him. Wait, wait, wait. What, what was that? Nothing. It sounds like he's uh, he's praising you as his lord and savior, night demon. He is. Not demon. <laughs> no, not demon. It's uh, hold on, guys. Uh, so we're praising you as our lord and savior, not Arf. So we're we're gonna need a new a new cut, a new remix. Yeah. Gotta drop a new single. He hasn't given us a good song for a while, has he? No, the people the people are are songless. I mean, he sings a lot, but but not not something truly as brilliant as you know praising you as our Lord and Savior. That was that's the single. So take over the. I wasn't talking about Demon. I was talking about Arf, you jackass. Well, then give us a new song for him. He, Arf doesn't even no. have a song yet. Arf doesn't need a song. That's just it. See, Arf is so so awesome that he doesn't need a song. Night Demon had to edit a song together to make himself feel important. Did I? Arf doesn't need that. Did I've I? just got a terrible. I've just got a terrible jingle. <laughs> maybe we maybe we do need to give him a better jingle. Maybe that is important. I love I love the story time jingle. <laughs> Apparently Arf doesn't. He just called it a terrible jingle. That it is a terrible jingle, just like your terrible songs. Yeah. My songs are amazing, ass. <laughs> no, but yeah, uh Colin, Nellis, anybody else who has strong feelings on lore? Uh, yeah, right. or, or or if there's just something you're like, I'm confused because I'll be honest, I play this game 99 and three quarters percent of the time, going, I'm sure there's lore behind this, but right now there's aliens and they, they need to die. So if you've been wondering, like, why do I go to this location? Why do I play this mission? Why do I need this alien to die? Ask us. Not our will tell you. Or if he if he doesn't, respawn will make something up. Precisely. I it, love making things. If there's up. a lore answer, oh. you get answer if not you get the respawn answer 50 50 shot you're satisfied either way i'm going to drop out at that point as no, well no no thank you very much for dropping in not off much appreciated right. the law yeah it's a pleasure 
I do hear that yeah, Jaws so theme starting in your house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna disappear. But uh, near. it's been fun, Five guys. Near. Near Thank you. Right, leave, go, scram, get out of here. Bye. Right, catch you later. All right, all right, till later. All right, time for the respawn, respawn roundup. All right, DMG starts off by saying, my bad. Actually, hold on. How do I read this? Does he say my bad? He does. Or, or is that your bad? Who's, who's bad is it? He's bad. So, again, sorry. Twitter start from the bottom up, right? Sort of. Yeah. 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 When there's a response, it's like, it's like the thing that's been quoted and then the answer to the quote. The stupid threading is terrible okay. on it. All right. Um... DMG says, my bad, updating 3.0.2 patch notes to remove the errant line. Team has fixed in the pipe for early February. Stay tuned. The issue where the deafening whisper void grenade launcher is not triggering Nezrak Sin Park was mistakenly included in the update 3.0.2 patch notes. This issue is expected to be resolved later. Something. Yeah, at some point. Um, Alex replied to this. Alex Wilkinson says, what about the bug triumphs? Any word on that yet? DMG says, no update as of yet. Team is digging, and we hope to get it fixed out quickly. Take a drink. We have resolved, this is Bungie out, we have resolved an issue where the bugs of a feather triumph is not unlocking for players when completing the Harbinger mission with a Hawkmoon equipped. Awkward. Yeah, so update for our own show. It is actually working now. Yeah. Good job. Bungie help. Due to issues where players can get out of bounds on Fragment, Trials of Osiris will be updated to feature an alternate map on Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. <gasps> you mean they're not just going to cancel Trials for the weekend again? It's what? Coming. The map is now the tower. You load in with 16 friends. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> you go to a nightfall together. Lol. Alright, continuing on, any players in an active Trials of Osiris match will experience an error code when this change goes into effect. Bam. Uh, Jordan Dragneel, good name, replied saying this is way better than Cancer Trials. Ha! Agreed! Cool. Is it though? Should should we just not cancel Trials? Yeah. Forever. Uh, Bungie help. Some players saw an incorrect message this morning regarding Silver Grants, Solar Emotes. This is an old message regarding a previously resolved issue. Silver has not been added to accounts, and this message should be disregarded. You are cutting in and out all over the place, and I don't know if it's just me. We're getting like every other word. Like it's mostly fine, but it's just I don't know. Like this whole time or just now? Just that like last portion, like that last update thing. Okay. It was like every other or or anything. I'll do it again. Because I'm I'm using cell phone uh, signals right now because the internet here is not great. Right. Some players saw an incorrect message this morning regarding silver grants for solar emotes. This is an old message regarding a previously resolved issue. Silver has not been added to accounts, and this message should be disregarded. Very good. Robbie Stevenson. Sorry, Robbie Stevens says... T-I-L. During a bunch of team meeting that people don't vocalize TWAB as one they say it out loud. I say TWAB, which generated some funny conversation. 
How would you refer to the twab when chatting with friends? Am I an outlier here? Yes. Yes, you are. It's pronounced twab. <laughs> twab. Yeah, you got to put that southern twang on it. <laughs> DMG says, to habitually explain raid encounters to new help, newcomers. Bleh. You learn every role. You get the flow down to a science. You learn what works for explanations. You have the patience to answer questions and repeat yourself when those are misunderstood. Much. Which is something our PC team has been doing a lot lately, if you guys are interested. Uh, Abby Hour. Oh, this is the chick that does my weekly stuff, isn't it? Yay. It is. Uh, see, I remembered a thing. You didn't think I'd know, but I remember. Destiny 2. If you completed all the drones last week, or this week, for the Augmented Obsession Triumph, make sure to visit Varix for your Ascendant Shard. Cool. That's why you did all this stuff, to get an Ascendant Shard. Love it. Um, moving on. Where is the... See, I did that this week, the Augmented Obsession Triumph, and it doesn't show up on the director that Vox has got something for you. So it was just handy That's that Abby fine. had posted that. Thank you very much, Abby Hour. That's sneaky and irritating. You did a thing, but we won't tell you about the thing. <laughs> so right, for anybody up. that's unaware of this, this is the augmented drones that if you go to the area where all the asteroids are hitting the ground, uh, you can kill the fallen with the little yellow symbol above his head. Make sure that you've picked up the transponder thing from Varix. It's on his page. I think it's like 50 of those um, um, Varix bucks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 50 Varix bucks. So circular, <laughs> circular things that you can get from. So yeah, 50 Varix bucks. You pick up the, the transponder thing. You can go to the area where there's all the asteroids and it's the stasis regeneration. Kill the guy when you can find him with all his other fallens. And then in that area, you can go to all the different, like Rias Reborn, the uh, just all that you where you see those silly little flying drones that really annoy you, you can actually shoot them and you kill three lots of them through just keep walking in the same area. Um, as we've posted, Abby Arrow has shown you various videos of how to do it. Once you've done, I think there's about nine weeks of it. Once you've done all nine weeks, you get the Ascendant Shard, which is quite nice. Yay. Well, it takes you about two months in a week. Just nine right. from getting this done. Guys, did you know that we have emails? I did. Everybody does. And I, I do. You're yeah. just always last to know. Yeah. Well, I don't have access to them. Exactly. And that's a good thing. Exactly. Is it really, though? Mm-hmm. You can go in and, and delete all the 10,000 spam messages from people Dean and Real Simple and what the latest celebrity gossip is. Oh. See, see, Night Demon, I've learned, now has a deep interest in all the celebrity gossip based on all the spam we get to that account. <laughs> so the first one is from Colin Stanton. Welcome to the show, Colin Stanton. He says, hello, fellow guardians. I had a crazy thought about the future of supers in Barbell. Destiny. One of these trees allows you, if you just tap the super buttons, to become Captain America. But if you hold the buttons, you get the protective bubble. Boom. I know from going down the YouTube rabbit hole that more than likely not all of 
subclasses will get the stasis treatment. What if Bungie were to combine aspects of each tree based on if... Dude, we said this already. Did you edit me out saying this exact thing? You didn't say this. Uh, oh, 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 I didn't? I didn't? Yes, the hell I did. <laughs> so so what is the thing that you already said? Anyway, I absolutely said this. Fuzzco will back me up. Um, Fuzzco wasn't here. What if... Alright, anyway, so... Uh, so you've said this either in your head or to Fuzzco. No, I've definitely said this to you guys too, man. We had this whole conversation about how taking that same treatment and doing it to like like um, middle tree hunter, right? You press it, you get the golden gun, you hold it, you get the sling blades, right? Or freaking whatever, right? There's, there was lots of ways you could do it. Like you, you, you press it, you get the Nova Bomb, you hold it, you get the freaking... Middle tree void. So, Whatever. There were there were lots of things that you could do. Colin has stolen your, your dreams. Head. Absolutely. Colin. Whatever. Okay. So, so we're going to say what he's currently saying that I've already said multiple times. So the says, email is about to get real awkward here. <clears throat> so what if Bungie would have combined aspects of each tree based on if you tap the super or hold it, you get a different version of said super. Like with the Solar Warlock tapping the super, gives you the Dawn Blade, and hold the super, it will give you the Wall of Radiance. Just a thought. Also, if Respawn or any of you would be willing, I am dying to be a part of the raid team for the Deepstone Crypt. I play on Xbox. If you would be so kind, sent from my iPhone. Okay, so for me specifically, if you want to reach out to me, send me a friend request on Xbox. Let me know in the friend request that you heard it from the show absolutely have no problems running you through it that's to anyone guys, anyone know. that's listening yeah. just yep it's no just let me know one you heard it from the show respawns in rl and it's no the word and then the number one not spelled out it's the number one respawns with an s i n r l or just you're listening to this podcast, open the show notes, scroll all the way to the bottom, and we have all of our gamer tags listed right there for your convenience. There you go. But again, let me know it's from the show. Like, if you send a friend request and it won't let you add a message to it, send me a message. Say, hey, I heard you from the show, sent you a friend request. Boom. Done. Um, to answer your question, absolutely, I am on board with that. Um, I have been saying this, even if Demon doesn't agree. I have been saying this. I 100% think that they should do that exact same thing. That way we don't lose any of the supers. We just use them differently. So, absolutely. Great minds think alike. Thank you. Next one. Uh, this one is a Facebook comment from Scott Saunders. Hey, guys. I just got to say I love y'all's podcast. I took a road trip from Houston, Texas to Las Vegas, and I discovered y'all on Spotify and just got to say, it made the whole road trip better. I'm a hunter main, so I got to stick with my guy Respawn. Booyah! But my second is my Titan, and nobody's perfect. Keep up the good work, and the info helps. If y'all ever want to play, I'm on Xbox. Gamertag, I'm not going to say it over the air. I've only done the Leviathan raid and we're Eater Lair. Been trying to get a team together to help me learn the garden. Not to do crypt, but anyways, take it easy, guys. Uh, same comment, dude. Our gamer tags are at the bottom. Absolutely, hit us up. Let us know you heard it from the show, and uh, 
run you through whatever whatever you need to do, man. So that's three of that's you so far. Problem. So you've got Scott, you've got Colin, and yourself. So you just need three other people respawn. Well, I mean, I do have you, Parody. Mm, do you? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure they want to play with everybody from the show, not just their favorite. So they can be disappointed <laughs> by all of us. <laughs> Plus, we, we mustn't forget Ellis, who constantly emails us asking to come and be on the show and be in a raid team with Respawn. So, Absolutely, yeah. man. Um, I thought we already had him, though. Like, as far as, like, my friends. I don't know. I don't know Send a message. Um, FYI, for those guys that are looking for me on Xbox, a lot of the times I am on PC, but there's an app, if you didn't know, on PC that allows me to see people attempting to communicate with me via Xbox, right? So even if I'm on PC, there's a little notification that pops up on is my it, window saying, hey, you know, is it like the Xbox Live you to join the party right? app that sends you a is message? It Xbox Live? Possibly. Yeah, that's what I was wondering because, like, on the Xbox, like, I'll see that like you're on PC playing what Path of Exile. Uh, it's, I well, had no idea if Xbox if Game Bar. To... That's what it's called, Xbox Game Bar. Right. So yeah, that's being built into yeah. Windows. Yeah. So uh, that's what I was wondering. Like, if I'm on Xbox and I see that you, you as a PC person, are online because it has a little PC icon next to you. If I yep. send you a message through Xbox Live, does that come through to you on the Game Bar? Which it absolutely does. Let's go to party requests too. I can even join a party while I'm on PC. Yeah, okay. Xbox. Yeah, I, 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 I figured because Game Bar is basically like Xbox Live for PC, more or less. Mm-hmm. So, uh, okay, yeah. Well, I wasn't sure if it worked. You know, I assumed they could intercommunicate, but I hadn't tried it because I had no reason to bother anybody else while they were doing something unrelated. Yeah, no, a lot of people Good don't. Know. And that's why I'm letting you guys know. If if I'm on PC doing something random, it's usually because I don't have anything to do on Destiny. So if you want to do something, send me a message. Let me know, hey, you know, would you like to do a raid or whatever? And I will let you know either A, I'm doing something, or B, I'm going to jump on Xbox, and I'll see you soon. All right? Mm-hmm. So just roll the dice on it. See what happens. Okay. The worst that could happen when we don't say that. So I've got some tips, tricks, guides, and builds for you this week, including quite a lot on the Hawk Moon. But to to kick it off, we have Patagates Gaming again, going along with what he's done for the last couple of weeks, featuring Shadow Destiny. Learn to snipe in 2021. Another 41, 42 minute video, going over having a chat with one of his friends and discussing. You know, best practices for sniping. Seen as sniper rifles have changed in the last couple of patches. Really useful to watch and listen to. So um, I'm highlighting it for you guys to have a look at. True Vanguard, when fire meets ice. Now this is a Titan build that he's put together. uh, Going up against the ice full mantle Titans and anything else ice in PvP. Really good fun, really good laugh to watch. So I recommend everybody have a look at that one. Cheese Forever has quite a a few glitches and cheeses this week. So anybody on Xbox that has Beyond Light through the Game Pass, Cheese highlights that you can get the Beyond Light Ghost and Emblem for free. And um, he goes over a way of making sure you can get that. He has a guide for the Inverted Spire Grandmaster Cheese. So if you're trying to do the Grandmasters, there is a couple of good cheeses that have been around for a while, but you can try these out. 
and an easy after patch frostbite glitch if you are doing the deepstone crit raid and after the patch where they patched the fact that you could jump on your sparrow from the bubbles there is another way around that that cheese goes over in his video if you are still wanting to do that now we move on to the hawk moon guides so fallout place has a guide on the random rolls that you can get from doing the mission and what perks to look out for and what not to look out for so he's got a good guide for that that's worth watching uh esoteric has a guide for all five feathers of light and the locations for that and then cheese forever has five glitches for the hawkmoon quest so initially if you wanted to start the quest you can just go to the edz and shoot out the fireplace and hit the button but there, there is an actual part of the quest that you can go to the crow on the on the tangled shore and pick up a, like a an exotic quest from him but cheese forever points out that if you don't pick up the exotic quest on any of your characters and just do the um the mission from the edz or just from the director you can constantly farm the hawk moons without doing without being locked out for the week because apparently once you've done it on your each character for the week you are then locked out to the following week to get hawk moons to drop but there is a way around that which cheese goes over so if you are interested in farming for the hawk moons uh, cheese has got a good guide for you for that now there are several guides that i watched this week to do with the hawk moon and the harbinger mission or the exotic quest for the hawk moon for the random rolls um i watched how to solo flawless alpha hunter by marshix there is a solo guide for the hawk moon by ibontis esoteric does one and mano destra does one now each of them had their pluses and the minuses of you know they had different ways of doing it they had different loadouts they had various different things and they're all worth watching because it gave me a, an idea of what I was doing, where I was going and what I was up against. So when I first did the mission, I, I got quite far in my flawless attempt. It was only for the fact that I hit my head jumping through the jumping puzzle that I, I fell down and couldn't recover because I was a warlock. So apart from that, I was then able to go onto the boss. I soloed the boss at that point and got my Hawkmoons to drop. I was then able to go back into the mission and try again. And I played the mission so much this week. There was just attempt after attempt after attempt. And each one I kind of learned what I'd done wrong, the, the previous one. And sometimes I would put the game down for a good couple of hours, maybe a day before I picked it back up again. I, I saw your first video that you shared of you you know floofing and hiding and shooting and then the game going uh that's a nice connection you have there to the internet sir we're gonna take care oh, of that for you how's just... orbit sound is orbit good for you yeah <laughs> is orbit good there. for you i i oh I, I just like groaned for you in that moment because there is nothing worse than the game just being like you know the internet's hard and i know you're doing a thing right now but if you could do that later that, that'd be good for us that that was the run that was you know i was i was i'd got to the boss i hadn't died i was shooting the boss he was you know nearly down and then suddenly nothing just bungie went no sorry you spent at least 45 minutes to an hour in this game mode and we don't like it you either need to be quicker or slower we're not sure which but this was this was the wrong number yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I, you, have incorrect, it, you know, it, it took me a good three days to kind of get it 
trying it at, at random occasions where I felt, felt comfortable that I could sit down and have a good 45 minutes to an hour to tackle this. So I have actually finally got my Alpha Hunter, my flawless attempt done. And um, I'm here to tell you that it's not that hard if you do take your time and you you pace yourself through it. You know, the encounters aren't as tricky as like a zero hour mission or a solo dungeon. Although I feel that, you know, this is a good thing that they Bungie have put into the game. So it's well worth doing and it, it's good fun to do it. And there are triumphs that are attached to doing this mission. I have done it on all three characters. And when I did do it, uh, I soloed it on my Warlock first. I then ran through with the team on my Hunter. Again, I didn't die throughout that because I kind of played it so much. And then my third attempt was on my Titan. And one player dropped out in the first encounter. The second player dropped out in the second encounter. And I ended up going on to solo it by myself. Jumping through the jumping puzzle and getting to the end boss and soloed it from there. So... If I hadn't had the other two with me, I would have got another solo flawless, but I didn't. So, but it can be achieved on all three characters, so it doesn't matter what you kind of do. You could go in. I mean, I use a solar titan, for example. I was a solar warlock and my void hunter. Uh, so, yeah. Actually, if you want to, um, and I did say if you want to, maybe it would be a good choice to stick this at the end and say, hey. If you want to know how to do this, stick around afterwards instead of like in the middle. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll put that at the end of the show. So, once the credits have rolled, I will. You can listen to my beautiful voice, and um, we will go through the mission. So, I, I guess that's it. It's over to you, Parody, to um, end the show. Thank you for joining us. Whatever time zone you're in, whatever hotel your room you're sitting in, if you're driving your car. If you're listening to us on Spotify, however you found the show, thank you. Your Titans are parody and Night Demon. Your Hunter is no one responds in real life. Your lore oh. scribe is not Arf. You can email the show, and please do. Two Titans and a Hunter, all spelled out with all the letters, at Hotmail.com. Tell us what lore you want to hear. Tell us what things you're confused about. Tell us, you know, any questions you have. Why am I murdering this alien? What did he do to me and my children? Tell us through email. Tell us on Twitter, Two Titans underscore Hunter. Tell us on Instagram, Two Titans and a Hunter. Tell us on Facebook, you guessed it, Two Titans and a Hunter. You can find all your favorite Guardians on Xbox Live, Respawn on Xbox, and on PC. Because I wouldn't want you to think Respawn doesn't love you on Xbox. He just loves you more on PC. That's all. Yeah, that's you should listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and everywhere fine, fine, fine podcasts are sold. And um, if you care about YouTube, let me know you care about the YouTube. You may have noticed it hasn't happened since the new year started. Uh, it's not that we don't love you over there, it's just a lot of work to love you over there. So if you're interested in YouTube, let us know you care about the YouTube still. And with that, gents, uh, say goodbye to the people until next week. Goodbye. Kisses. So, so should, should I get back to my, my four-page guide on how to do the harbinger mission oh my god i forgot about that whole thing um you can get back to it i i may go take a walk though uh, i'll be back in an hour you. <laughs> yeah go I, ahead. Do i'm you, totally do. here for it i just again have not set foot into it at all so i'm gonna listen and be like sure that sounds we, great we, uh, ask me questions that's what i'm sensible questions i'm asking for 
Very oh, good. Oh, I love how you had to specify sensible, huh? That was directed towards me, wasn't it? My opinion. So now sit back, relax, get your comfy shoes, start your fire, and my team is going to walk you through step by step, minute no. by minute of the Harbinger. No. no! For the next 45 minutes, he will bring you all the Harbinger related content you can handle. You're not actually going to do that, are you? Well, I thought it'd be handy. Do you not want me to do that? Fine, go ahead. Okay, now I have your permission. Thank you. So, yeah, I've got an in-depth guide that I've broken down for you guys to listen to, to go through. And as I said, I've I've played it so much, it's kind of ingrained in my memory of of a, a kind of a walkthrough. And I found it quite useful watching the other videos so I can kind of pick the, the best parts from it and, and from my own experience and give you kind of probably the what I feel is like the best way to, to get through it. And it, it may not be the fastest way, but it's probably the safest way to do it. So how do you open the Harbinger mission and why should I? Asking for a parody. <laughs> it's, so yeah, this Harbinger mission, it's on the EDZ. So when you arrive at the um, Deverham church like spawn zone thing what are they called i've the this doesn't land. help that's it the trust land doesn't help I've, i i forget words straight away so yeah you land in the trust land at the church where devram is now over to the right where you normally see the cabal and the fallen have a little to do have a little tiff there's a building with some steps up on the right and in the top of that building on the left is a fireplace now, you can't shoot out the fireplace with any other weapon because I tried just for testing and the fact that I didn't have my hawk moon on me. You can only shoot out the fireplace with a hawk moon. Once that happens, you can go inside it and there's a little button on the wall that's bleeping. You hold down X or whatever version, whatever platform you're on, and that will start you the mission. What I kind of recommend is possibly doing it as a fire team of three to start off with, or just you could do it two man it as long as you kind of don't repeatedly die, just to get a feel for where you're going, what you're doing, and where the enemies are roughly. Because I, I can explain the the guide to you of how to do all the encounters and what's probably your best loadouts and things like that, but it's kind of It'd be like me reading a book and you kind of imagining where you're going in your head. And then when you do get there, you're like, well, this isn't what he kind of described until you've actually kind of run it yourself. So the best advice is to kind of run it yourself and see roughly what I'm talking about, because then it will make more sense. Because once you go through the fireplace, there's kind of lots of little gaps that you kind of duck and dive through until you finally get to the point where you f you come across your fermi and it's a hobgoblin shooting at you across the way you you take that out that hobgoblin you kind of walk along a pipe on the left jump to where the hobgoblin is and you're kind of left stranded there's no milestone of what telling you where to go where to jump to because it seems like when you start the mission from the edz it puts all the modifiers on, but it doesn't tell you what the modifiers are. So that's why I'm saying if you run through with a fire team of three, once you've done that and you've completed the mission, you get two hawk moons to drop at the end from the final chest with the random rolls. But then what it also does give you 
is that it's then selectable from the directory and it's selectable from the directory for your other two characters that you can also run through. So you don't have to go to the EDZ each time and unlock it. Once you've unlocked it, it's then available on the EDZ. I think it's in the top right hand corner, big blue symbol. So once you get to the the, the where the hobgoblin you've just shot is there's a there's a kind of white branch that sticks out pointing towards the dam and it's kind of down towards the left side you have have to jump down onto that get to the end and again there's still nowhere that's telling you where to go you have to literally take a leap of faith and as a warlock or a hunter you're thinking there's not going to get there titan you know you could always charge up your ballistic slam you could get to the but you basically have to jump to the the dam and it's the dam underneath uh where you go for one of the strikes uh i can't remember the name of the strike you know the the strike that you're kind of walking along the top and there's all the taken and, and the dams running the metal um yeah the one there on the crossland. yeah my brain is a super short one yeah it's the it's a super short one that you can kind of farm with the nightfalls which is quite nice um, but it, yeah, it's just below that that you're kind of scaling the wall. That's the one. It's that that, but all the water's kind of stopped, and you can kind of get to the pipes along there, and you get to a bit where there's kind of this green moss and rot up up the wall, which you can literally walk up. You don't have to jump. You can walk up quite quite a way, and then you jump up to I think there's two ledges. Once you get to that, you go slightly to the right. And there's a little kind of nook doorway that's opened up that you can kind of jump in and that will lead you into the dam. So once you've done that, you follow the path and go down the stairs. But before you get to the door, uh, you've got kind of there's going to be three bosses in this dam area. There's going to be a void witch, a arc um, like phalanx taken boss and a, a solar knight. The, and when you come out of the door if you turn left have like have your weapons ready there'll be the void witch and as soon as she kind of sees you she'll start spawning taken enemies they'll have void shields now when i ran this i ran it as a warlock with the well of radiance and i tried various different weapons i tried like using uh, my mind's gone blank now with the um the weapons. A second. What about the weapons that actually change elemental types? That's what yeah, that's what I was gonna go through. Okay. So, so I ran you have the, the sniper rifle with the Borealis, right? Yeah, I had the Borealis. I tried okay. with the Borealis. Now I tried several different attempts at this. There was several different fails. I tried various different weapons and loadouts and you can change your loadout and your armor and everything on the fly so it's not a locked event it's not a timed event so you can take as much time and that's what i found quite nice is that as long as you take your time you can get through it and that's what was frustrating to me in the first place when do when trying to do this like when trying to do it solo and flawless you don't have to do it solo and flawless there's just a triumph for doing it but it was quite a when I did do it, it was quite a good sense of achievement. So yeah, like Respawn said, there's the exotic sniper rifle, the Borealis. Now I was thinking, you know, this would be really helpful because you can change the elements on it on the fly. And as long as you've got ammo, you're fine. You've also got the 
uh, what should we call it? The auto rifle, the hard light, again, an exotic. And I was thinking, well, a lot of people might not have these weapons. So I was thinking, what could you kind of the everyday average player take into this? And the things that I came across the most, which is what I used initially, were scout rifles. And they did quite a good job because there are various different scout rifles that you can pick up with different burns on it. And when you do swap them out, because it's a primary ammo, it doesn't eat up the ammo. So it's not like when you swap a heavy for another heavy, say you swap a rocket for a machine gun, it kind of depletes your ammo. It, it does do that with the primary ammo, but it doesn't do it as much. And what I actually found the most successful with was with bows, because you what you want to kind of do is engage these targets at a, a longer range distance. I found that having a bow with I had different elements of bow. So there was the where is it? The the point of the stag, which was the arc bow from the Iron Banner, and there was the Tyranny of Heaven, which was the solar bow from I think that's the last wish raid. But again, you can use an arsenic bite if you haven't got the arc point of the stag. Uh I was actually saying that's correct. Well, yeah, that is. Yeah, but again, you can you can mix and match as long as it's kind of. I found being at longer range was probably the best thing because you can kind of back away and hide and take these enemies out. the The mission is a twelve seventy light level. Uh, at an average, I think my my warlock was my lowest character about twelve seventy two. So I think she had a few pieces of gear that were just over twelve fifty, and. What I initially took was the grenade launch. Sorry, I took the rocket launcher, the bad omens, which was void. Because what I found was when I engaged the witch in the first room, what I found best was to come out of the door, fire one rocket at her because it's a tracking rocket. And then she kind of puts her arm up and summons the rest of the taken. As she's doing that, I've reloaded the weapon and fired again. And more often than less, when I did that, I found that that was enough to kind of make her despawn. She'll put a kind of protective shield around her after you get her down to or all three enemies. Once you get them down to half energy, they'll put a protective shield around them and then they'll disappear. You then have to then go and find them in various different rooms around the Well, the, okay, um, so the dam. this is the final boss that you have to fight periodically? No, this is the beginning part of it. So you go is, into... is this a boss or just like a mini-boss kind of thing? They're three mini-bosses. Okay. So, so my question to you is this. The new exotic yeah. rocket launcher, right? Because you're talking about tracking rocket launcher. So the new exotic rocket launcher, let's say you have eyes and... That is does, that void? No, it's solar. But okay. what I'm asking you is it does ridiculous damage to non-boss enemies. So right. would this be a good candidate to use that rocket launcher, especially since it locks on the mold and then the second volley does even more damage? Would this be a good candidate if you happen to have that rocket um to be honest i wouldn't waste it i wouldn't waste the exotic slot on it and i i found in the the first room with the first couple of bosses you don't really need an exotic as long as you've got something that can engage the enemies at a distance you seem to be fine like with like i said scout rifles bows um even a gnawing hunger and 
when you've when you actually get the these little mini bosses in this in the dam down to half health and they put their protective shield up they despawn the rest of the enemies so if you can come out of that first doorway shoot your rocket at the witch at the left and then shoot it again just as she spawns her enemy the rest of the taken enemies they'll all have void shields but they will just despawn and just disappear and as long as you're kind of standing in that doorway there are kind of void snipers not void snipers there are solar snipers that are kind of up on the walkway of the gang trees that are above so as long as you don't step out too far you won't get sniped from them because in the in the mission this week anyway and i think ibontis has said it in in his guide that at the moment we've got match game on so again you really need to make sure you've got your elements swapped it's a 1270 solar damage and um elemental damage you take more damage from so literally when the knights are throwing out fire at you if you step in that fire you're going to instant die you know no matter what level you are so you have to be very careful yeah the sniper shots from those um taken snipers it's literally two shots and you're dead so if you get shot once get into cover or drop a well drop a rift you know put up a shield go invisible get out of there because you will die on the second shot it it was quite that's quite punishing this week at the moment and then you've got some champions in there as well there aren't that many champions i think there's only about six but again they're, they're quite easy to deal with so what i found so, is as, as far as your weapon you had a voice right what was your secondary so I took out them with the the void rocket launcher. Again, you could use machine gun, and um, if you've got a void machine gun, because there's that one from the raid that you can get, isn't there? If you've uh-huh. done the raid, um, gnawing hungers again. If you haven't got like a long range, if you haven't got a a void rocket launcher, what you could do is use a gnawing hunger, which drop quite regularly. Take down the witch's shield. And then as long as the shield's down, you can then fire a rocket at them or machine gun, use your heavy, swap to your heavy at that point. As long as the shield bursts, you can then use that to give extra damage. So gnawing hunger was quite good because the the void enemies will then suddenly kind of run towards the door where you are. You can always shoot them and kill them and then take out the witch. So once once I did that, I then found I, I was using the the primary bow. There was your, that, that whispering slab. Solar? What was your solar? Oh, was solar. So, in this particular instance, since you were talking about um, different weapons, right? Can mm-hmm. you. Is there a sniper rifle out there? A long range primary weapon that you pull that has the perk that um, whenever you throw a grenade, that weapon's ammo type changes to that, to your subclass type, right? So, yeah, but. To to be fair, you don't need you don't need all that fangled stuff. You really don't. As long as you've kind of taken your time and you've got a good selection of long range weapons that can that can do the different elemental damage, you're kind of sorted because this this whole mission you can do at long range, which is the the really good thing about it. Um, I use the whispering slab, although you can use the other bow that you can get from Verix at the moment i can't remember the name of it i'll just look it up uh the biting winds so i used that as a primary bow and i was edging out of the doorway and looking up if you look up turn turn left and look up 
it's there's kind of these circular walkways that these snipers will be on you can kind of gauge where they are and you can snipe them very quickly and if you don't, they don't snipe have them, elemental shields on them no but they put those big oh, nice. light bubbles around them to kind yeah. of protect them if you've got like uh uh what should we call it the the mod on your arms that you can shoot through bubbles and things that can kill them instantly you know you can burn them with the, like your pulse rifle and things like that so you could use the a pulse rifle with the Shop the anti-barrier yeah the anti-barrier but i i use as i said i use the i use the bow got the got the first shot that kind of disrupts them you can then quickly take another shot and that's that gets rid of that one you then turn right and there's another sniper just up on the right so take them out before you move down and then all you literally have to do is turn right and the next enemy the the arc shielded phalanx will be kind of spawned with all his enemies unfortunately you don't have to walk too far and he shoots out those stupid void balls that track you so how so, do you handle him if you have a void rocket void auto rifle well with him again i use i swapped to the the bow and use the bow so this is why i was saying i used oh shield uh, piercing no well i use the uh the point of the stag but again you can use the arsenic bike because that again is arc so again at a distance i was peppering him to get uh, i think it only took like two shots and on the bow i actually put the taken mod so you can get a taken spec mod which does increase damage against taken well you can't anymore can you yeah oh you can okay yeah you can put it on normal weapons so again, I, I was using that two shots and that got his shield off. And what once I was done that, I was prepared, ready to shoot the rocket. And I think it it was literally two bows, a rocket, and maybe a couple more bows. And then he would despawn and all his enemies would despawn. Once he's gone, you kind of walk a little bit further on down. And there's it's kind of this, you're walking past these doors on the right. And over on the left is kind of a mirror image of what, what you're kind of you're walking down it's the same on both sides but as you're walking down on the left over on the left there'll be a phalanx that kind of spawns by a door if you shoot him take him out if you look up there's another sniper just up on the right so take them out before you move down and literally the next walkway that you can kind of cross over from right to left if you walk across that you'll see there's a solar knight and he shoots out those stupid blight balls again i swapped to the tyranny of heaven uh, solar bow and peppered him got him his shield off dodging the blights coming towards me and then fired the rockets and then what i found with him is if you stayed on that walkway and you didn't go you didn't progress any further towards him and just stayed on that middle bit moving backwards and forwards he didn't spawn any extra enemies and what was quite nice is i got to the point where i could fire my bow at him a couple of times and it would give six damage and when i realized it gave six damage all i needed to do was walk a little bit towards him so i came back over to the right walked a little bit down he then spawned his enemies he put up his shield and then despawned the enemies and disappeared so that was quite nice but then so you then have what does the six Sorry. damage have to do with it well with that point he he was i couldn't damage him any further but he didn't have any of the extra shielded enemies because some of the taken that spawn will put those you know that stupid line and they would kind of shield them with that green shield really be yeah. annoying 
and you'll find that with the art guy and unfortunately you can't despawn you can't get to a position before you've killed the witch or the wizard or whatever it is that his enemies don't he spawns kind of literally the same time as the the wizard does but his his enemies are kind of protecting him so again at a distance you have to kind of take out some of them if you're not quick enough so yeah with the solar guy if you stayed on that walkway none of his enemies that extra enemies that he spawns in spawn in and then when i got to the point where i was just damaging for six damage i thought well there's obviously something up here if i walk a little bit towards him maybe it'll trigger something else and it did he he despawned his enemies despawned and i could then carry on so what you then have to do is then you said he despawned as well yeah, he despawns. Oh. He he goes off. He goes off to hide as well as the other two. So you then have to go back and find the wizard, the phalanx, and the solar knight again. But they are in other rooms that are hidden around. And what you can kind of do is, if you go backtrack to where the witch was, there's a kind of green turbine machine that you can kind of jump up onto to get to the first door. And it's up on a walkway on the right. But you have to be careful because there are a couple of snipers that have spawned in in the meantime. And there's one on the walkway just by the door, which I found the easiest thing to do is throw a grenade up there, let them burn. But as you jump up onto this turbine thing, just in front of you, there'll be another sniper off in the distance and there'll be one up to the right. And you can kind of head glitch them from where you are using the bows, as I did. Just again, they haven't got any elemental shields, so I could just snipe those out from where I was. So there's one in front of you, one up. He's kind of you can kind of see his leg in between the the metal girders, and you can kind of take those two out. But then once you jump up where the blight door is, you know you have to shoot those black balls to unlock the doors. There's another one another one of these snipers that's up on the top left and he kind of catches you as you kind of jump up so you have to be very careful you i think you can kind of edge around on this turbine before you jump up on the walkway to get him so he's off in the far left once you've done that you've kind of come to the first room that you can then kill the wizard so you shoot the door go in the door and there'll be a um, hobgoblin or a, a, a taken vex there and this is the void room. So this is where I kind of made sure that I was using the gnawing hunger because, I, again, you can use that at distance and you can use it quite close up as well. And that was quite nice. I've got one that's got uh, subsistence and either rampage or multi-kill clip. And best advice for this is to kind of stay right back in the room that you are, that you kind of take out the first taken uh, vex. There's another one slightly up the corridor, and then there's the witch that's bobbing about in this room that sometimes she gets shielded, sometimes she doesn't. Again, just a combination of throwing grenades and randomly shooting up this passage. Again, dodge the... She shoots uh, the, the solar fireballs at you, so you have to be very careful because she can be quite precise on that. So once you've cleared her out and her room, in the room that you've, you kind of, you're standing at the bottom of the rope, the... Uh, the pathway there is a button on the wall to the left if you push the button it opens a door that is just literally to your right a metal door and in there is one of these first paracausal feathers that you can collect throughout the mission there's i think there's five of them so what i did was did that then you can go up in the room collect any ammo that you need and do that 
once you've done that come back out the same way that you came and what you want to kind of do is jump across the 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 walkways that you saw the snipers on that you took out before you went in the room jump up there there's another room on the right and then where the the sniper was off on the top left there's another room so the room on your right will take you to the solar uh, night so again i equipped my bow but kept my uh, void grenade launch uh, void rocket launcher on you go in there take out a few of the enemies that are kind of spawn in as you get in and it's kind of this you're inside of one of the turbines so it's got the water in it if you kind of jump up on the, all the different platforms to the top of the room there's another paracausal feather sitting on a box right at the top of the room and as you look around the room there's another blighted door that you don't need to go into if you shoot that you can go through and you can see where crow's bed is from the initial um hawk moon mission but it doesn't go, kind of go anywhere it kind of just stops so what you want to kind of look for halfway down in this turbine mission there's a turbine room sorry there's a, an open door so what you want to kind of do is get to that point inside that door there'll be a void witch and you can again either gnawing hunger or rocket launcher shoot her and then round just inside the door to the right there'll be the knight the solar knight and two void shielded um taken so what i found was either throw a solar grenade in there because i was on the solar warlock or, or and rocket launcher in there as well and that should kind of take out the the two void guys and leave a slither of health for the night but again you can kind of duck in and out of the doorway you could pepper them with your um gnawing hunger if you've got the shield off or swap to solar weapon to kind of take down their shield and then shoot them with primary again take your time because there's no rush in that um once you've done that again come back out the same way that you came and then you'll see the door up to the, the top in front of you you can then do these the arc guy so go through that room but as you come to the end of the passage there'll be like a, a walkway going up to the left and a walkway going down to the right and what you want to kind of do is up to the left there'll be two guys that you can take out just two random enemies one shield to the other one, so just be very careful. I'd just normally chuck a grenade up, kill them. But then I swap to the arc bow, the point of the stag. And you can see in this room there's like a couple of taken on a walkway. As you kind of if you duck down, you can see them and you can kind of head glitch them, shoot them, and get rid of them. And the taken phalanx guy will shoot the the purple balls that sometimes come up the corridor but sometimes don't. But again, you can take him out at a great distance with uh, the bows or the scout rifles, whatever's easiest for you. What I would do is kind of pepper him down till the shield went, then fire a rocket in there. That would take out him and some of the minions that were around him. Uh, he will be the last one that will kind of despawn some of the enemies, but then there will be a few still left in the room for some reason. I, I don't get why. As you get towards the end, as you've kind of killed him and you walk towards the door, you have to be very careful because there's a hidden sniper up on a gang tree just over on the left. You'll see them kind of in between the the metal bars and take them out. And what I found here was probably the best thing to swap weapons. And what I found probably best to do was to stick with the gnawing hunger as my energy weapon. But then 
uh, I swapped to the Wither Horde. So this is the exotic grenade launcher from one of the seasons. I think. And can it's you pick primary. This up? Yeah. Uh, can you pick this up from the tower? Can't I can't remember if you can pick uh, this up no, from. I think you can pick it up from. Sure. I think you. Drop. I think you can pick it up from the kiosk, because it was one of the seasonal things. So this is the grenade launcher that drops okay. when you hit an enemy. It drops the pool of essence, uh, the blighted essence, and oh, can kind of random. It, it it does damage ticks for for days. It it's about seventeen damage ticks. I was counting on the on what it was doing for some of the enemies. It was unbelievable. And I thought I'd watched quite a few guides before this on how to do it. And I think, well, nobody's mentioned the Wither Horde. The Wither Horde's quite a good one that you can use at a distance. And although it is um, secondary ammo, so you do need green ammo. So what I would do is after I kind of took out the guy with the arc shield, I would then swap over the weapons because once I cleared up that final room, I got a few uh, green boxes to drop, which then I could then take into the next fight, which was quite handy. So before I took out that sniper in that final room, swap over to the Wither Horde. Again, I suppose you don't need the Wither Horde because you can use other weapons. You could probably stick with the primary bow or a hand cannon was quite handy because they are, I think it's unstoppable champions, which are the ones that just, it's the square with the, the cross through it, isn't it? The, the unstoppable ones. Okay. I think. Uh... Are they unstoppable? Nine times out of ten, it's an ogre running after you anyway. So, <laughs> I mean, if, if it was an ogre running after yeah, you... No, yeah, no, yeah, it's un unstoppable. Yeah. yeah, but no, the unstoppable champions in this are phalanxes, which oh. are... Yeah, so they're, they're a little bit of a pain because they can shield blast you and, and bash you, which is yeah, a bit surprised. nasty. I, I wouldn't have thought about them being unstoppable. Yeah, it's kind of evil considering how they can just boop you, like you said. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I swapped to the Wither Horde, and once you've done that, go continue through that room because that room will take you. There's a couple of extra Vex that are kind of taken Vex that you kind of follow down the stairs, kill them, and you're then over on the left hand side of the walkway. And what you want to do is get back over onto the right hand side. So if you go across the gantry and carry on going straight down you'll see a, another taken phalanx just a normal standard one by a door kill him and go through the door now what you want to kind of do is don't jump down into the next room until you're kind of prepared because as you get to that doorway you'll see that you're on the kind of top platform and there will be several broken parts of this top platform that you can you can stay on and shoot down too and what i found the best thing to do is there's one platform that is over on the left that is got this huge concrete pillar that you can hide behind and it's raised up above everybody else so you don't have to actually um you you've got quite a bit of protection the only problem is that you need to jump down into the central area to start the next encounter off and this is where it becomes a um, darkness zone or a zone where if you die you have to respawn and start the encounter again so I saw a lot of guides saying, you know, hide behind these boxes, hide behind these rocks. It's it's amazing. You know, you can take out enemies here, there and everywhere. But seriously, the, the best advantage that I found was above behind this pillar, because you can take out the snipers it, when they spawn in. You can take out the, un, uh, the, the unstoppable guys 
without them having to they don't chase you around the map if you're down on the lower platform they start chasing you around to where you are hiding which i found quite useful because if you're above them they just stand there like oh well i'll shoot up at you every now and then when i see your face but if you've got a wither horde it was just like pop move back into cover pop move back into cover so yeah as i said you have to jump down into the central area to kill these guys so and you're not like min maxing any of this by by having a bunch of like a grenade launcher finder grenade launcher. no because what None of that? <laughs> no you can put those on you can put scavengers on if you've got those because what i was thinking was this would be handy for people that don't have all these excess excess weapons they don't have the war mine cells because i saw a lot of builds of, you know i was shooting i was using serif weapons to get the the war mine cells that when they exposed they gave me a health bump i'm thinking I'm, I'm sure it's not that hard i'm sure it's it's just kind of sit back wait make sure that you're kind of prepared so yeah before you drop down into the room what you'll see is there's kind of half of a broken wall that's over on the left that you can literally walk up and it's got these kind of metal spikes as as you would find in a metal wall to kind of uh, sorry a, a concrete wall to kind of keep it up what you can actually do is once you jump down into the middle find this wall that kind of goes up on the right sorry up on the left walk up that and what it will say is joining allies but it gives you enough time to get to the area above the the main circle to get behind this pillar to then take out the different enemies and what I found was doing this multiple times is there's three waves of enemies that can spawn and they change ever so slightly every time that you do it. So there'll be one wave will be solar snipers um, and you'll get the an arc shielded phalanx that shoots those void balls at you. You'll get two of those guys spawning. You'll also there's a wave that has solar captains. There's two of those uh, and they shoot those blights at you. And then you get one wave of void wizards and they shoot the solar. And whatever wave that you get first, on the second wave and the third wave, you'll get the unstoppable enemies, the, the cabal phalanxes. And what I found was, you know, being stuck behind this pillar was quite nice because some of those void balls, when they were shooting those, didn't hit me. Or if they did, the second one would miss because I'd be hugging the wall so much. Because, you know, for some strange reason, the, the, the destiny mechanics of those void balls they don't track you uh, sometimes they don't track you if you're hugging the wall it's very weird but if i wasn't sure i would drop a, a rift down or i'd drop a well just for safety um if i dropped the well down i made sure that i kind of was reloaded with my weapons ready to kind of shoot and again what i did was in the in the first couple of rooms Make sure I had kind of if I saw that it was the arc guys, I had the arc bow on or the um arc scout rifle, peppered them to make sure that the shield popped off, use my rocket launcher to take them out completely. Because again, once you've got the shield off, it doesn't matter what your heavy is, you can just as long as it's something that does a lot of damage, it was quite handy. Again with the solar guys, made sure that there was them. Um but as I said, with the arc phalanxes, you have to be careful. There's there's they spawn in quite regularly, even if you take them out, the solar snipers. So they'll be on the same level as you and just above you. But you've got this huge concrete pillar just in front of you that that blocks them anyway. You, you don't get any enemies behind you, which is quite nice as well. Um, 
you'll get the odd occasional one or two that can kind of shoot you up at the sides but it's the concrete pillar and the platform that you're on is quite wise enough to kind of block from one side to the other you won't get enemies on both sides of you at the same time being able to shoot you it'll either be one side or the other which was quite nice you have this type you have this type of reading handwritten notes well i i hand wrote it all out as a reminder but i'm going off of memory exactly as i would play it because i've played it that much it's just ingrained and i can tell you where the enemies can spawn it's ridiculous I, that's why i said i feel like a bontis i know where they are going to be i know uh, what they're going to shoot i know th the fact that it can be random enemies you know every guide that i've seen so far tells you that so-and-so spawns at this time so-and-so spawns it so i'm like no no it's definitely random. I've played it so many times. It's definitely random. <laughs> it's definitely random. Listen, listen to me. Yeah. <laughs> so, so once once you've destroyed like either the two wizards or the two solar captains or the two arc shield phalanxes, you'll have the unstoppable the unstoppable champions, and they will kind of just plonk themselves down underneath you. So, which is why I found the wither horde quite handy. And when I didn't have a wither horde. Uh, equipped i used like the unstoppable hand cannons and then just peppered them with whatever i had you know rocket launcher grenade launcher and the thing that i found quite handy is the thing that bungie built into the game is once you've run out of ammo it will give you free ammo mm. so anything that you've killed on the floor it will just restock you with ammo so if there's heavy ammo sitting on the floor it will automatically give you the, the heavy ammo as long as you wait long enough you know make sure you clear out everything so if I cleared out everything in my energy slot and I had a couple of bows left, I would just, you know, shoot them off, get rid of everything. I think it's like 15 seconds you have to wait and then it restocks your ammo. So it, again, with the unstoppables, if you've not got the mods, if you've not got a wither horde, if you haven't got anything, I mean, they don't have elemental shields. You can kind of just pepper them from a distance and take them down. And as I said, like there's two for each round. And what I found is once you kind of killed the main enemies, that would stop all the smaller enemies spawning in because the longer they stay in the arena, they constantly spawned in smaller enemies. So what you could kind of do is take out the bigger ones, take out the unstoppables, and then you'd be left with some of the smaller ones. And if you wanted to, a couple of times I would jump down and maybe pick up a few bits of ammo if I felt safe enough, then jump back up on the wall and back up on the top. Once you've done all that, you're kind of, oh my God, I've managed to survive. Because the main objective for that is it just comes up on the screen, survive. You're like, well, I could survive. I could sit here all day behind this pillar and nobody can shoot me. But do you want me to kill the thing? So you, you do have to actually kill the things. So where from, from where you are on this kind of top area by this pillar, if you turn around above you is another blighted door that you can kind of... Once you've jumped down, obviously, and collected the chest that spawns in, that gives you another couple of these paracausal feathers. You go up to this room, go through, and then there's one of these uh, portal. That's the word, portal. This will take you to kind of the jumping puzzle part of the the mission. This is the point where I failed so many times. I did so many flawless runs up until this point. And with the Warlock, I just kept banging my head on ceilings and different things. And I was like, oh, this is this is just getting so annoying because I know I can do it. I can I can get to the boss. I can I can do this. I can solo the boss. But every time in this jumping puzzle, it just really infuriated me. 
So once you've got to this jumping puzzle, there are void shielded enemies, just a couple of them, and those silly blight eyeball things that can shoot you, the, the arc things, they spawn in every now and then. But what I found is that the the areas that you can jump to or the safe areas are the blue flowers ledges. There's lots of these little blue flowers that you can kind of, as long as you can see those, that's where it's kind of safe to jump to. So what you kind of want to do is when you spawn in, be very careful because it kind of drop you straight onto a ledge and you want to kind of jump around until you can kind of get back up above yourself to a point where you kind of, you can see there's this kind of pipe with green foliage on it on the left hand side up above you. You can slowly walk along that as long as you're kind of pushing against the wall, because I've seen a lot of people say, you know, you, you can jump around it and things, but you can literally walk along to it. And as you come to the end of it, there's kind of this rock that you can you literally the pipe goes straight onto this rock. But what you have to be careful is there's a slight little gap between that rock that you kind of land on at the end of the pipe and the other area which I, I fell down into. I don't know why, and I don't know how. I just continued walking and I fell down this gap. So just be careful that you don't fall down that gap. Um, so yeah, once you get past that bit, uh, when you go through the, this open doorway bit, there'll be a void taken that you can kill that's standing on a pipe and he's got one of those eyeball things on. Kill him, jump over to the where the pipe is and you can go through this, this like metal pipe. And on the other side, there's like a yellow bar phalanx uh, sniper thing shoot them take them out but be careful not to stand too far in front because what happened to me again is that i was standing too far out and you know those silly tracking uh shots that they you know, they fire those three shots at you don't they those snipers that kind of zip really fast at you that blasted me out the end of the pipe and i just went flying i couldn't kind of do anything of it so what i found is shoot at them I, again, I used the rocket, backed away out of the, out, it back into cover where I kind of landed initially until they kind of died and went out of the way. And what you'll see is there's pipes on the left-hand side and a big brick wall that's got some of these blue flowers on. And what I found was, again, with a warlock at least, I can kind of jump across and up and hit the wall and kind of slide down the wall onto the pipe so that I knew that I wasn't going to go too far over or, or you know, misjudge it. And then slowly walk along that pipe, and then you can jump to the other pipe that this um, taken hobgoblin vex thing was on. And as you kind of get to the end of this pipe, um, it'll be broken in two. You can kind of turn up and to the left, there'll be another taken void shielded enemy that you can take out. And then you can jump up to that area. Once you jump to that area, there's a big open area that you jump to. You'll get to an area where it's then. There'll be two uh, shielded void uh, taken in this room. You can take those out. And there'll be some train tracks on the floor. And this is the point where it gets really complicated if you want to go the complicated route. You get to the end of this room and you look down and to the left and there's those taken blighted eyeballs, which were a real pain in the bum. Um, I took those out and you look down to the left and that's the way that you should go there's this really thin walkway of jumps and there's those blights on the wall that, that burst out and push you off the walls really long and complicated and i went that way for a good couple of times when i was trying this um only to fall down or slip off the edge and i just found it really frustrating 
But then when I was looking at a guide, I think it was Esoteric did a guide for the paracausal feathers. He showed when you get to the end of this railway road track, if you look down and to the right, there's a metal um, kind of construction down in this area on the right hand side that you can kind of fall down onto. There's a, a rock that you can kind of jump down onto before you get to this area and then kind of jump down and floof or jump down and just hop across too. And there'll be a paracausal feather on the floor. Once you grab that, if you turn around, there'll be like a hobgoblin and a shielded vex on the, the kind of a walkway just across the, the way from you. You take those out. And if you follow where they were and where they came from, it's a much safer route. So every time I then tried to do my flawless run, I would go this way. So I, I would kind of jump down onto this rock, floof down to the metal area where the paracausal feather was, turn around, shoot the vex. Um, and then follow this path round. And there's a couple of the blighted walls, but it's not too much of an issue. Uh, and as you kind of walk your way round, there'll be a wizard, a void shielded wizard that you can take out again with a grenade launcher, rocket launcher, whatever. And he'll send a couple of those um, taken uh, thrall after you, just a couple of them. So again, I would prepare the area. I'd you know throw down a wither horde as I was walking around the corner grenade uh, rocket launcher the wizard and then jump up to the platform just above so when you get to the platform just above there'll be a couple of again the balls uh, shoot out the blights to kind of push you off but you can kind of stand in between those and then once you you're at this point you're literally the boss room is literally just around the corner to the left there'll be another one of these taken eyeballs that's down just off the ledge across the way uh, in front of you that you can kind of jump up and pepper and, and kill and get get rid of but then over on the left there'll be two uh, yellow bar hobgoblins that you need to take out because as you're kind of jumping down to the area where the eyeball was they'll kind of snipe you and, and sometimes you can die sometimes you don't so what i found was again either tracking rocket or bow just dodge in and out of where the the taken light walls are kind of shooting you because it gives you a couple of seconds it charges up before it kind of blasts you off the wall so you can kind of duck in and out of cover to see where these hobgoblins are once i got rid of those i would then jump down just in front of me where the this blighted eyeball was and then across to where they the the hobgoblins were now as you jump across another one of these taken eyeballs spawns just in front of you kill that and you'll see that you're just below a ledge and there'll be a ledge just up in front of you as well. It's quite a little bit of a jump. And what I found was walk forward after you killed this eyeball, walk forward and jump up to the higher ledge and then follow the ledge round to the right because there'll be a paracausal feather right round on the corner. Again, you can pepper the unstoppable champion, take out the, the taken phalanx. Take your time. As I said, it's not timed. There's no, there's no real rush to do it as long as you kind of being safe at this point you're literally at the boss room you can take those out and then you can breathe a big sigh of relief because you've got past all the other parts you've got past the jumping puzzle and you're now at the point where you can take on the boss which is unbelievably a lot easier than what you think it can be so we are finally at the boss and what you'll find is where you've destroyed the unstoppable champions, you'll come across kind of two big rock faces that are in front of you. There's a big one on the right that's got quite a lot of cover, and then there's a little one on the left. This is the area that you kind of want to stay in. And if you haven't died up to this point, 
there won't be a taken barrier behind you so you can in theory move out of the whole area and back out of the, the encounter completely to kind of if you're taking a lot of damage or you kind of just want to get a breather from the whole area if you have died then there will be a taken barrier that won't let you pass a certain part of that encounter but we're going for flawless here so i'm going to take you through as we're still going flawless so as i said big rock on the right smaller one on the left and what you'll do is as you approach these rocks the main boss will spawn in just in front of you past some other big rocks and for a good i'd say five to ten seconds you can damage him without any of the other taken turning up and shielding him which is quite good so you can either stick with the wither horde and or whatever weapons you want you know again rockets work really well bows work really well because you can hit his crit spot in his face in his big eye stagger him and what I found was the best thing to do is hug the rock at the beginning to the right, because this is quite a big rock. And if you walk right up to it as much as you can, when he spits his fire and he will spit a lot of fire, it hits the top of it and it goes over the back of you. You'll feel like you are in like an inferno and just you'll be panicking and, and wanting to move. But if you stay still, nothing will burn you. You know, there may be a little bit down to the left of you. There may be a bit on the top and behind you, but you will be safe. And what I found is that even when he was spitting the fire and I was jumping up and catching a bit of it, I wasn't dying as much. I mean, my resilience was up to 100% and on my Warlock. Uh, so, I mean, I was taking I was taking damage, but I was what I was trying to do is time it so that he spat the fire. I would then jump up, fire with a horde over, and also seeing trying to catch a view of what was actually in the area if there were any shielding enemies that were shielding him at that time because i would then aim maybe the withhold at them or i would then try and maybe move to a certain area on the left or jump up on the rock to the right to see if i can get a because what i found was if he if the boss had moved slightly over to the left what what i found is that when he was spitting the fire you could still climb up slightly to the rock on the right and take some pot shots with like bows or scout rifles to take out some of the shielded um, taken enemies. And what I did was literally took my time. You know, if it took me five minutes or 10 minutes to kind of pepper this boss down, that's what I took. I took my time and, and really kind of slowly, because I didn't want to waste this, this flawless opportunity because I found that on several occasions when I tried it, it the fire on the on the floor i'd step out into it and i'd step back into it because i'd panic and you just get burned instantly if you walk into it because you've kind of you've walked into it and then you're trying to walk out of it it's kind of you're getting hit but double hit with it so you have to be very careful so as i said hug that rock and you can either jump up and fire over the top of him um, and if you're you kind of doing bow shots step out to the left so if you step out to the left just be aware that he will fire his fire out to the left it will then fire on the floor but then you want to kind of get his attention back over the top so again jump up straight up in the air fire over the top get his attention so he's then firing back straight at the rock so you can then use side to jump out and bow him a couple of times and then back into cover the enemies that that he spawns around him are just kind of shielded enemies that they you know they'll they'll automatically shield each other or they'll shield him uh, you'll get to a stage where you can take off about a third of his health 
which is the point where he then puts up his shield and he disappears. But he leaves some of his shielded enemies around if you haven't taken them out. And then what will spawn on the left rock that's just in front of you up on the left and further over on the right up on the big kind of mountainous rock over the side there, there will be void shielded enemies and there will be those taken blight eyeballs that will shoot arc at you. And in amongst those, there'll be a solar shielded knight on either side. What you want to kind of do is the one on the left where you've got kind of a higher ridge and there'll be a, like a walkway that, that kind of dips down in between. If you kind of, if you look out from the rock that you're hiding on on the right, or if you're on the rock on the left, you can see this knight kind of walking down and back up into the area. So you, you will be able to take pot shots at him. And sometimes he's shielded because some of the shielded enemies are there as well. So you have to be very careful with when you're actually taking them out. And a couple of times I did decide I was going to kind of really go for it. I jumped up on the rock on the left, dropped my well, threw down a grenade, took him out like that. And what I found was that, the again, the best way was to hang back, take out the void enemies and the blight eyeballs and what i did was i focused on the left first because that was the most dangerous area and sometimes the left area wouldn't spawn in straight away you'd get the the right area spawning in but the left area wouldn't spawn in and when the left area does spawn in you'll get the blight uh kind of things that shoot up from the ground which kind of boop you up which are a bit of a pain so what i found was if the left area hadn't spawned in I would start taking out some of the void enemies. So I would use my gnawing hunger primarily to kind of burn some of the area down on the right until it got to the point where the game suddenly triggered the left side. And then I would focus on the left side because what I wanted to kind of do is either move round to the left or stay where I was on the, the initial area and just use the, 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 use the two rocks, the left and the right. So I'd, take down some of the right enemies to make sure that the left area is spawned. So the whole time that the solar knights are shielded and they're left up, they will constantly spawn in more and more void shield enemies and these eyeball things that shoot the, the arc energy. So you have to be very careful because you can get overwhelmed, which isn't too bad because with annoying hunger and you keep shooting, you'll get lots of ammo to drop out in the field. And if you kind of waste all your ammo, you, you know, as I said before, wait 15 seconds, it'll pick up all the ammo that's on the ground and just put back in, in your inventory, which is really handy. So what I found is you can either uh, at some point swap to a Xenophage, which is the heavy exotic machine gun. If you don't have that, there are other solar weapons that were available. And one that came to mind that was really helpful was the Corsair's Wrath, which is a linear fusion, which is a heavy solar that you can get from the Wrathborn hunts. So if you haven't got the Xenophage, you could, again, use the Corsair's Wrath if you're still using the Wither Horde, because, again, you can use the Wither Horde at Dents, which was really helpful. And what you want to kind of do is wait for that taken knight with the solar shield to kind of walk down the little path so that you can see him and not be shielded and then take him out with the Corsair's Wrath or the Xenophage. And it may take a couple of attempts, but as long as you pace yourself and keep keeping an eye on the enemies that keep spawning in with the Void Shields, 
once you get that knight down and killed he will no longer spawn any enemies in that area but the enemies will remain until you clear them out so what I then did was clear out the enemies on the left side and just be careful because some of them do spawn down in the middle as well so you have to be careful kill all of those and what you'll once the enemies are killed in that area all the blights that are kind of firing up from the ground on that left plateau will disappear as well so you'll know that you've kind of cleared that area you can then focus over on the right side so you can either jump up over on the left side and use the rock cover there to fire across to the right or you can stay right at the beginning area which is what i did and use the the rock that's over on the left hand side because you can see the knight that's walking up on top of the, this kind of rocky hill part sometimes he's shielded but again if you've got the corsair's wrath or the xenophage you can use that at distance and take out the solar shield and take out them protecting him once he's down what you want to then do is slowly take out the the rest of the enemies and you can either go around and collect the ammo or wait and you know back at the rocks and it will kind of feed back to you but don't be too don't be too quick in killing all the enemies because once all the enemies are dead in on the on the playing field the boss will then spawn back in and what you want to kind of do then is make sure that you're kind of back right at the beginning behind those rocks so that you're in cover so that you can then do what you did initially is you know use that big rock on the right as cover jump up you can wither hoard him which was quite useful bow him or xenophage if you've got that jump out to the left xenophage him a couple of times again be careful of the solar damage from that so use that big rock in front to get his distraction take out the other enemies that are shielding him again it's a very slow process of peppering him and getting him down slowly you can rush in with swords and things i've seen a lot of people go go ham and and really go at it with like being up on the left rock and but what i found is it's much more safer to be back behind those first initial rocks and slowly take him down once you've done that what happens is that you'll have to repeat that middle section again with the two solar knights coming up and the void enemies and the blight eyeballs so pace yourself make sure that you you take your time don't worry about the ammo because that will come back to you in time once you've depleted it so if you've got a gnawing hunger i found that i ran out of that quite a lot because of a lot of enemies and um yeah take take the solar enemies out slowly get the void enemies down clear out one area then slowly focus on the next area and then finally the boss will spawn back in for the third time so he was spawning with slightly you know a slight bit of health so you can you know very quickly burn him down with wither horde bows xenophage corsair's wrath just again be very careful because he will spit that fire out at you and a couple of times i got to that last section and i died very quickly because i i was being a you know even though i was hiding i was being a bit too cocky and i got a bit too overconfident and and you know died so yeah hopefully that is it that is the the guide of how i did it flawless and how i've kind of you know what i've learned over the last week of doing this mission i really really enjoyed it and i think things like this that bungie put into the game are really really helpful to keep player interaction going uh you know a lot of the people that were moaning and whining in the last couple of weeks 
actually were like, oh, there's a new mission. I'll, I'll go and do that and I'll enjoy it. I'm not necessarily a fan of the hand cannon myself. I mean, they say there's some really good roles on there. I just enjoyed the mission. I really, really enjoyed the mission. And the quest that you pick up from the crow, if you pick up that on all three characters and then go and do it on all three characters, you can get these paracausal feathers to drop from like that middle chest from the first area. And then you get paracausal feathers to drop from the last chest, as well as your hawk moon rolls. And if you do it on all three characters the first week and pick up the paracausal feathers that are in the mission, um, I, as I said, I, I've linked the esoterics um, guide for where they all are in the mission. Then you should be up to about 72 feathers by the end of the first week if you do it on all three characters. And then if you do it the following week, that should take you above the 100% to then get the exotic ship to drop for doing that. So that that's worth worth doing it. It's good fun. And um, I wish you all the same success that I've had. Um, good luck. And um, yeah. now I've put you all to sleep. You, you, you can go. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for staying and listening. I should maybe put a, a, something at the end here. Maybe a song. Or maybe not. Here's a song idea for you, Respawn. How your warlock is awesome. My warlock is awesome! And I am a warlock main, right? So that's where people are getting confused. And I am a warlock main. Warlocks are fun. Whenever my warlock is done for the week and I have nothing else to do, I will level up my hunter. And just because I use a warlock does not mean I am a my warlock is awesome! I, I don't know what the big deal is. I am a warlock main, right? So that's where people are getting confused. My warlock is awesome! I am a warlock main. My warlock is awesome! You know? I do play her. I do quite enjoy the war. I, I don't know what the big deal is. Warlocks are fun. Way more fun than Titans! Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. There's a, there's only one time I've I've ever laughed my head off in the Crucible, and I was running around with sweet business as a Titan. <laughs> That's an exception, not the rule. Okay, that it's is true, true though. It's true. Yeah. <laughs>